0: And welcome back to Summer of Stiller. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome back, like I said. I don't know why I said welcome back twice. I've already messed up this intro. Um, <laughs> here's Justin, and we're discussing uh, Tropic Thunder and The Watch. Okay. Uh, Justin, how are you doing? I'm
1: fantastic, actually. How are you doing?
0: Are you- I'm great. You know, I got... A jacket on you know we're finally getting some nice weather here Got the window open it's true. It's, it's just it's great you know we got to savor this six probably six days we'll have this weather <laughs> True, well, you probably have a little bit better because you're you're a little more north so true
1: it was in the 30s yesterday very brief wow day.
0: still yeah. though that's crazy nice mm-hmm. um but yeah so uh i hope you guys enjoyed that skit by the way we worked really hard on that true Took a long time to come up with we're already that. Thirty minutes after we were supposed to, it's been over. three hours. Actually, <clears throat> Justin, you you don't uh, have to cover for me. It was just been three hours. we were working on the skip.
1: I didn't know for.
0: No, no, we're working on that skip for three hours. So I really, really hope you guys enjoyed that, and I think it will be worth it. True, I agree. Um, I was on the other hand. One thing we we actually did do was start talking about the movies before the podcast even was rolling. <laughs> There's no True. joke there. There's just We're just like, oh, yeah, in that scene, and in the watch, and uh, we're just, like, doing quotes and stuff. It was great.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Just real quick, side note, I'm not
1: sure if you're using the big mic in front of you or if you're using your headphones mic.
0: What do you mean? Um,
1: I say this only because I thought I heard, like, a ruffling noise of it moving against your collar.
0: Just check. No, I guess not. I guess not. We're good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. So, yeah, a few. I suppose we could do the classic start chronologically and begin with Tropic Thunder, which of course came out in 2008. Um, so, I guess I'll take this one. So, for those who don't know, uh, Tropic Thunder, I mean... Once again, like I feel like I've been saying this every episode. Maybe it's just a, a sign of me not realizing that Ben Stiller really has such a wide range of filmography that everyone is aware of to some degree because it's like, I'm like, everyone knows Night at the Museum, obviously. Everybody knows uh, Dodgeball. Everybody knows Zoolander. And now I'm like, oh, everybody knows Tropic Thunder. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's never ending. He's got so many hits. That's true, um, and meet the parents. And meet the parents. You're right. That was the first one. So it's like everyone. Okay. I'm like, yeah, you guys know about this. This is the biggest Ben Stiller. <laughs> um, He's a yeah. huge household name, bro. He is. It's so weird to think about. Do you do you think he actually is a huge household name? Like, do you think or we're just like delusional? I I can't tell. Like, guys, it's <laughs> gonna say comment. A comment. Yeah, comment whether
1: <laughs> Ben Stiller is a household name in your house. <laughs>
0: How many members of your family know, go around, ask them to name two Ben Stiller movies, okay? If they get that correct. Then you drop a comment. And you say the names and address of the family members who... So we can mail them. um, The DVD. Well, actually, this is a good time to mention. We're finally doing it. This is the last time you guys will, our video listeners will see and our audio listeners will hear about the Suicide Squad DVD. Because, unfortunately, in the 60-hour window, no one commented and was able to steal the DVD. Fortunately for the prize winner, though. Fortunately for him, this is now yours. We're going to film, a, I'm sure we'll film a little promo of me giving it to you sort of thing. Um, but it's going to be sad, it's been a year. We've been doing this for a year. What's what's next? You know? True. DVD wise, I don't know, but I can tell you there's a pretty pretty nice giveaway coming up. No, I, don't, I don't know if you remember I mentioned this to you. The idea I had for the true finale. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, the finale time if the timeline goes well. Uh, episode. Uh, should we talk about it now, or should, do you think we should save it? Um, just to get people something. going. Okay, I'm to we'll I'm gonna. Just, I, it, I, yeah. Let's just say it now because we know that people. It took a year to get the DVD. True. We should at least give it a few extra weeks. So, guys, I'm very proud to announce. You guys remember we did the Shrek giveaway. It was a very popular one. They got a lot of views on my story. Not any more participants than a normal DVD giveaway, but it got a lot of views and likes. So, relative again. This is like two or three more. But <laughs> uh, we're proud to announce this kind of a sequel to that giveaway. We're going to be doing another movie showing giveaway. So you will be attending the premiere weekend of Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, uh, releasing on, let me just double check that date, December 21st. So the weekend of December 21st, you were going to get to see Puss in Boots 2 with Justin and me. And once again, we're willing to to drive a little bit, not any farther than like an hour, but you know, North, South Tampa, Venice sort of thing, you know, uh, just... You know, we'll work it out and all of our dedicated Tampa listeners. <laughs> yeah. They're in like St. Pete. Martin, Minnesota. I know you're out there.
1: Yeah. True. I might do <clears>
0: there. <throat> you, you wanna you wanna, wanna see Puss Some Boots? And Boots the, <laughs> the annoying thing about these giveaways is if we were like if we told any of these people we we're gonna see a mo- this movie. Do you wanna code? They probably say yes anyway, yeah. So (laughs) this it's funny, but anyway, that's the giveaway. So now we're to the hard part. So to enter into this (laughs) giveaway To enter into this giveaway, we're gonna be doing another so for the Shrek thing, I don't know if you remember, Justin, for the audience as well, um we did a trivia question. So we did a a trivia thing that was who won the Bad Boys DVD and was given a Minions DVD instead? Of course, the answer is Kevin Zhu. You guys knew that, but I'm thinking that was pretty fair game. It gets people to to participate, even though you know because they're not gonna listen to the episode. So, you know, um, we're gonna do that again. So we're gonna be there's gonna be a trivia question. However, if you are an eager listener right now and you want a little, you want some brownie points. Maybe you want a little preferred selection if there's more than one winner. I'm going to give you a chance right now, and I want you to comment on the Instagram post for this episode a three-sentence response to the following prompt. And the prompt is, should Robert Downey Jr. have done blackface in Tropic Thunder? Slash? That, okay, two options. That one, or, 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 or would, would that work today? And what are the social implications of uh, Tropic Thunder releasing today? An- Dude, answer I'm with cool at least. Even...
1: Okay, continue. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. <laughs> I'm coming cool. is the top of my head, so I don't. I'm saying people haven't even commented like
0: or anything.
1: What? Yeah. Not even a single word. And you're asking
0: him <laughs> to respond three senses to specific. Yeah, um, I thought it would be. That's why, yeah, I thought that would be comedic. But obviously, it is totally hilarious. Impractical. Maybe I don't know if you have a better idea. I don't know, but no, I think that's a great one actually. I think. And this true. is just this is just the extra. This isn't even for the. Right. The so main, if you yeah. do
1: this, then on top of that, if you're tied with the correct answers on the trivia, that'll push you over the edge. Of that'll the push
0: video. you. And then we'll the be tri- like, oh, well, this guy answered the. Sky, answer the mm-hmm. <laughs> the robert downey jr uh blackface prompt maybe <laughs> exactly right you know? and if
1: if multiple people both do the comment and on top of that also both get the trivia right then it's another tie at that point then we'll delve specifically into the actual quality and content of your writing. yes and then on top of that if that also is a tie then you actually have to you can submit.
0: <laughs> god damn it <laughs> <laughs> that will be a funny censor though um, but yeah no if, if there's multiple ties we will here's, the, here's a better one to replace that censored one we put you in a fistful of frags versus mode against you get to choose either against Justin or me and the winner of that versus mode round so we're talking 14 minutes on desert on forest <laughs> on not river like not, sorry not, not river, river. On Desert Forest, you know, we'll work out the exact score later. But I think that'd be more fun. You know, it's a free game. It's on Steam, you know. And um, if you can't run it,
1: like Connor, who claims it won't work on his computer. It's actual bullshit, yeah. I think it works on every computer. It literally works on every... Unless you have a computer from the year 2005, it will work on your computer. Which is only three years before the game came out. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you, you can run it. But if you can't, then it's fist... <laughs> fight okay
0: you you get to choose and if you choose me that's an assured win so (laughs) you choose justin you guys was anyone else at lido day i would not choose justin (laughs) i would not (laughs) choose justin (laughs) because you you ever you guys ever seen footage of like a spider monkey like jesus
1: Okay, those are doctored photos.
0: <laughs> are there photos slash videos? I've no, never no. seen
2: any. There only yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, because it only exists in my memory right now. I want to see some okay. videos. Yeah. There's the video of me in the surf,
1: like uh, around Tommy's <laughs> back. I have him in a headlock. And here's the thing. I don't remember how this happened. There was like a, like a straight elbow or like a fist or something. Because there's a lot of, you know, yeah, scrambling. Yeah. Something caught me in the lip. And so my lip was bleeding. And it, the, my positioning, we're on the ground. I'm around his back and he's on his back. So I'm like pinned to the ground underneath. Him yeah, I remember this. But my head is like over his shoulder. And it looks like I'm biting his ear because of my position in my mouth. And there's blood coming out of it. And it, it, it genuinely looks like I'm like biting this kid's ear off, which is why, maybe not specifically because of the ear thing, but the blood is why Kevin Zoo came in and broke it up before the fight finished. Holy shit. So technically, there was this. no real winner. Okay. There was no real winner, and it seems kind of like dick move of me to be on the podcast where Tommy's not here to be able to defend his own viewpoint, but let well, me just I, be the one to say I, I would quote. have won because I had him in a headlock but he's <laughs> no. not going anywhere.
0: You had him in a headlock, and before he could tap out, Kevin's like, it's over. So I... I True. And I... Mean, I Almost everybody on, not both sides, but you know what I mean? Everybody I've heard of who's talked about this agrees that you won. In fact, Tommy himself agrees that you won. I know he's not here, but I can quote him directly because I drove him home afterwards. (laughs) I remember hearing he thought that I cheated somehow.
1: Well, He's like,
2: it's not fair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But the point is, even though he said it wasn't fair, he still acknowledged that you won. He was clearly pissed that you won. You know what I mean? um I, I do think it should i don't know how officially
1: we can call it because it didn't run to completion you know it's possible something there. you it's impossible to know what could have happened you know what I mean? yeah which is of course the whole issue with the fact that it was canceled early i thought there was a reason like if i had known that the reason kevin zoo broke it up was because i had blood on my lip which i didn't even know like i didn't have like my lip was in pain probably because of the adrenaline you also I attacked kevin was, zoo <laughs> if i had
0: known i would have fucking Kevin's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i probably
0: would have just like been like dude it's fine let's just finish <laughs> this fight yeah no, no kevin z would call the cops
1: <laughs> i literally didn't even notice my if i hadn't seen the video i would have no memory that my lip had been bleeding
0: yeah no i will say my only memory of it is you guys were on the so if you enter you know it's a little day you enter the waters in front of you obviously there's a space on the right. There's a space on the left. I think the left side has the bench, right? You guys are on the left side right. of the clearing. I was on the right side sitting there with Manny and Chris Wolf. And I look over. You guys are fighting. And my, so distinct in my head is, like, <laughs> Tommy's standing there. And he's, like, oh, oh, video, video, listener, video listeners are going to kick out of this. Audio listeners, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's, he's, like, you're in front of him and he's, like, and then I don't know. This is just my memory, but then the next, in a flash, he's like, "Ugh!" And you're climbing on his back like a monkey, like an actual like monkey. of
1: Colossus. <laughs>
0: climbing on, yeah, that's good. Okay. Climbing on his back, and then you have his, your arms around his neck like this. Right. It was the most awesome thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember. I don't. I don't know how this happened, but we like rapidly worked our way into the water. So like, yeah, to the point where yeah. we were like, he was like trying to get me underwater, I feel like. Trying to drown you? <laughs> no, not trying to drown me, but obviously like I can't hang on to him if I'm underwater yeah, like that. True. You know? Yeah, So I mean, we were like in the surf. There's like water splashing. It's just so funny to me. Also, for the context of any viewers or listeners who have no idea what we're talking about, it was a class <laughs> reunion the summer after we graduated high school at the beach. And these were like, organized wrestling matches that were played to tap out or... Which only happened it
0: up. Only happened, to, if I'm... Correct me if I'm wrong, but only happened at this specific Lido day. Like, is, I don't remember... The did, okay, so there were wrestling
1: matches, hence why me getting hit in the lip was not, like, an intentional aspect of the fight. It's just a byproduct. It's not... Yeah. This wasn't, like, punching and shit. This was just only, like, grips and... You know, that was it. That's why I had him in a headlock. Anyway, there was also an, a sanctioned boxing match. There's a few, actually. I don't know if this is the same Lido day, though. There was Michael Forbes and somebody. I don't remember who. I, do, I remember this.
0: Yeah.
1: And then there was also Javier and Anthony Angelastro. Jesus. <laughs> so that, was, that was a brutal one because Javier just, like, decked him.
2: Because yeah, everyone I'll thought it was like
1: a playful thing. And he just like <laughs> decked him and everyone was like, Okay, fight's over. Right. This needs to stop. Yeah, I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if that was the same leader Day or not.
0: Yeah, no. Um Man, Lido Days were interesting. Uh but yeah, no. And then for reference, Tommy's like pretty tall he's a pretty tall guy. He's like six maybe six one, maybe six two. I don't know at this point, but he's much taller. Relatively to Justin. So, just again, sure. just to see the Shadow of the Colossus thing was like <laughs> absurd. Like, <laughs> um, but anyway, I digress. We all know Tommy's so, so. <laughs> a. We've deeply digressed from Travis. Yeah, I don't know how this started, but. Oh, Puss in Boots? No, that's not it. Oh, the fist fight. Too.
1: So, yes, um, yeah, Puss also, and Boots. Also, again, yeah. that was not a fist fight. So, you <laughs> might solve a chance against me, maybe.
0: True. But anyway, You don't have a chance
1: it, if it was against Javier. Though.
0: Remember to comment that prompt and or look out for the trivia question coming in the coming weeks. Alright, so now we can get to Tropic Thunder. Uh, you know, uh, released in 2008, um, directed by Ben Stiller, like so many other great Stiller movies directed by himself. Um, obviously the... Uh, the premise of this is it's basically a satirical look at. As I just read somewhere when I was trying to research the Robert Downey Jr. thing, they 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 made a good uh, phrasing of it, which was that it's a satirical analysis and mockery of the dark underbelly of Hollywood. Um, you know, including the production of movies, PR uh act just prima donna actors. Um and then also just the state of Hollywood. You know, at the beginning we get a bunch of trailers for fake movies, obviously all hilarious. Um including one of my favorite ones, which is Robert Downey Jr.'s character, Kirk Lazarus. This is before his blackface is when he's an Australian man. Uh playing in a <laughs> a movie uh with toby Maguire, um, as himself as himself playing toby Maguire, Toby Maguire playing toby Maguire, um where V's slash...
1: best kiss award winner <laughs> yeah.
0: so they play two priests slash monks is it monks or priests i don't know um, monks yeah monks who are having a extramarital not marital because they're monks but they're having an affair with each other even though they're supposed to be celibate monks um which is great, very funny. Um, Devil's Alleyway, true. <laughs> that's yeah, that's what it's called. Um, but yeah, so it's a kind of parody of all those things combined. So you know the the premise of the uh, plot of the movie itself um, is there's this uh, Vietnam veteran named Staff Sergeant Four Leaf who has a memoir called Tropic Thunder. And they're making it into a film. And star of this is obviously Ben Stiller's character, Tug Speedman, who is a uh kind of a washed up actor, former action hero. One of the trailers you see at the beginning is for one of his sequels of his many long running movie.
1: Films. It's he's like a it's like a Sylvester Stallone type character.
0: Yeah. he well, does he one it-
1: like goofy action movie that has like eight sequels that are and awesome. he has a funny
0: line in that too where he's like I'm coming back again again yeah. no, it's here, <laughs> here we go again here we go again again. Again. Dude, again and he's got like delivery it's so yeah cool. it's perfect um so he's one of the actors in this movie uh then there's obviously like I mentioned Kirk Lazarus who is underwent uh <laughs> to for this role he's like a this is a parody of like sort of the jared leto type of actors who are like method actors to a fault where it just makes no sense it is insensitive and terrible um which we'll obviously discuss further later um so he he gets rather than just doing blackface he gets actual correct me if i'm wrong but he got actual surgery it was like, pigmentation yeah it was pigmentation correction or some shit yeah like it's like something that. like that which is absurd <laughs> Right. And I feel like it's another reason why it kind of underscores like this guy is supposed to be a piece of shit who doesn't understand what he's doing. It is not like, you know, but anyway, we'll get to that. Um, so that's another actor. Then you have uh, Jeff Portnoy, played by Jack Black, Jeff Portnoy, Jeff Portnoy, <laughs> Jeff Portnoy and Jeff Portnoy. Right. So he has a series of movies called fatties where he plays and he plays all the different roles in in fat suits uh kind of like a... it's a parody of the what are those called Tyler Tyler Perry movies? Medea, right? Yeah Medea, Medea by Tyler Perry. Um which is just God and that's another one of so by the way I should it's not clear. All the trailers at the beginning are showing us kind of like who these actors are.
1: Um yeah. Al
0: Pacino. Right, Al Pacino, another funny guy uh who has a lot of commercials for his branded energy drink booty booty drink booty booty sweat booty sweat that's it and his
1: energy bar bust a nut
0: yeah <laughs> bust a nut you know the song that he sings is like i want that like it's very very uh machoistic kind of uh right. person which comes back up later obviously um dude something insane yeah, please. I'm sorry, I said had to Number say. Yeah, no, this is good.
1: I didn't know, obviously. Okay, so you know Percy Jackson. Right. Is he Grover? He's Grover. No. And in my mind, I'm like, he's like I a teenager. teenager. Yeah. I feel like he could, I guess, pull off like early 20s in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> and the thing is, the craziest part is that this was only two years after Tropic Thunder.
0: Holy shit, yeah, and he really plays like a line 18-year-old line. in yeah. Percy Jackson. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I knew he looked familiar, too. I just couldn't place it. That's, oh, yeah, that's cool. Brandon T. Jackson. I have not seen him in much. I've, True.
1: And some of the things I know I've seen, I don't remember his character. Specifically, I don't remember Percy Jackson movies. I know I watched them. Don't remember them. And he was also in Tooth Fairy with The Rock, which is hilarious. Okay. Don't, nice. But I don't remember who he played. Oh, of course, he was in the first Fast and Furious.
0: It says in Tooth Fairy, he played Duke. And in Fast and Furious, he played Alex, parentheses, BMW driver. So, (laughs) Anyway. Um, But yeah, so these are the actors. And of course, you have the director (laughs) who played hilariously by Steve Coogan. True. uh, One of the funnier parts of this first quarter of the movie uh one of the not that it's unfunny but he's very funny in it um and then you also have the uh pyrotechnics guy pyrotechnics guy played by danny mcbride, danny McBride. <clears throat> um yeah,
1: classic. classic Classic. is a role made exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: must have been written for him um so we open up everything's going wrong Pyrotechnics are going off at the wrong time. They blow up a shit ton of f- forest. Four million
1: dollar explosion
0: and the cameras aren't even rolling. <laughs> True, the newspaper headline. Um uh, Tug Speedman can't cry on command in the scene that he needs to. True. Um,
1: Do with his fucking... <clears throat> his,
0: like, Demogorgon hands, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah. So yeah, that's also another part of this is the a key part of the memoir that the film is being made of is that the and you can see this guy, the sergeant, who is in the real life story, he's missing his hands, um, which comes back up later too. Um, so I don't
1: think he's the sergeant.
0: Oh, I think
1: I think Robert Downey Jr.'s character is the sergeant. Okay. All
0: right. Well, the, the military guy. I don't know. <laughs>
1: um, he, I don't is know. Is it a
0: lieutenant? Maybe. It says. Let me look. Hook-handed Vietnam veteran, Staff Sergeant John Staff Fourleaf. Sergeant. Okay. Yeah. Staff Sergeant. My bad.
1: My
0: bad. Good. So this whole conundrum, not conundrum, fucking catastrophe happens. Uh, uh so Forleaf is like. We should just drop them in the fucking middle of the forest and and let them, let them, let them, let them fucking jizzle over each other and we'll, we'll catch it on camera. And, nice Nick Northie impression. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, and then they're like, What are you fucking stupid? Why would we do that? And then he ends up convincing the director to do it anyway. <clears throat> Tom Cruise. Oh, right, to of course, name. iconic. He's the Possibly, producer, right? He's a studio executive, I think.
1: Right. He He's just providing them. Yeah. He's
0: funding the project. Yeah, yeah. He's a uh, one of the big wigs in Hollywood. who's funding the project, and doesn't give his approval. But anyway, they go ahead and do it because the director is very um, desperate because the actors are all being fucking assholes and not working well. Uh, At? Jack Black's yeah. No, continue, continue. I was just going to mention before I forget, Jack Black's character also has a drug addiction, which. Is important. Yeah. Yes. So there's the, uh,
1: like a, a party to celebrate the first week of filming being done, even though they haven't actually accomplished anything in the filming. And at mm-hmm. the party, Steve Coogan's character is going around trying to talk to all the actors and it's all unsuccessful, which eventually drives him to side with Nick Nolte's idea of actually going in the jungle and doing it. But mm-hmm. at that party, there's a very, very brief shot of who I think is uncredited. But I think it's Justin Thoreau reprising his role as the evil DJ from Zoolander, or at least referencing the oh role. you're right! I remember you, that now. You see someone who looks exactly like him, and I'm like, and Justin Thoreau wrote the movie and created the yeah. story alongside Ben Stiller. So True. clearly, he's there, and it looks—it has to be. It literally just has to be him. Yeah, no. Like he has like the dreads in the same outfit, and he's like it's, spinning a vinyl. It's,
0: it, it was so surreal. It was probably why I forgot. It's like, they could have just taken that frame out of Zoolander. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> it looks exactly, exactly. the same. Um, well, we also forgot to mention Jay Baruchel as Kevin Sandusky. So true. Another funny part of the movie. Classic. He doesn't um,
1: have a, a trailer at the beginning of the movie, though, unfortunately. I think that'd be pretty funny.
0: Yeah, that would have... <laughs> um, well, this is kind of... I guess it's also kind of like, this is his big break, right? Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, yeah. as his character. Yeah, so they drop the actors in the middle of the jungle uh, and they've rigged the jungle with hidden cameras and special effects explosions. Um, and they're like, you have to get to this spot by this time and memorize all your lines and act the whole movie out in real time. Um, but immediately the director steps on a landmine and gets blown up. Uh, (laughs) And uh, it turns out that the area they were dropped in wasn't even, they're not even in Vietnam anymore. They're in the center of this like, what is it called? They do a joke where it's like not the Bermuda Triangle, but like the Golden Triangle. Right. Which is is like the heroin center, whatever. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's like a drug trafficking, like highways or something they call it like that
0: yeah so they're immediately like confronted by soldiers and shit uh right you, you have a good gag where the main character thinks that something's going on when another thing is yeah. going on so the classic like ben stiller still thinks he's in a movie all the soldiers are yeah. there it's Dude, like, what is like something. a really classy example of that it's like i don't it's so weird it, so, like, it feels so like it's been done so many times but i can't yeah, think yeah. of an example Um, similar in,
1: this is like super micro, like condensed example of that is Ben Stiller in Starsky and Hutch when he's playing Russian roulette with the, with the guy in, in prison or I guess in like the interrogation room and he doesn't realize that the bullet's fallen into his, back into (laughs) his gun. So he thinks it's empty, but he's actually like pretending like it has a bullet
0: in it, but it actually does have a bullet in it. It feels, it feels like a, kind of like a Pink Panther Peter Sellers sort of vibe. You know what I mean? I I feel like there's a part of Pink Panther. Couldn't tell you which one. Couldn't tell you... Yeah. What are you going to say? It's like a uh, a Charlie Chaplin sketch. True. Ben Stiller is the modern-day Charlie Chaplin. Hey,
1: not my words. That's according to Robert Downey Jr.
0: (laughs) I mean, Robert Downey Jr. said it. Must be true.
1: He knows Ben Stiller better than I do.
0: True. Um... But yeah, so that's a classic dynamic that's going on. Um, Obviously, Ben Stiller kind of tries to take leadership of the group. I think he's also the only one who has memorized the lines and stuff and is also trying to act the movie out at the same time. Um, He kind of rubs off the wrong way with Kirk Lazarus, who's like a more obviously very pretentious actor, more accomplished actor also. I think he's like a five-time Academy Award winner so yes. that's just like another another part of this is like Tug Speedman's insecurity as an actor and being washed up okay also we have to talk about Simple Jack <laughs> which is like <laughs> so yes. absurd yeah um so Simple Jack is Tug Speedman's biggest failure in America uh where he plays someone with a mental disability, it's kind of like if you guys seen Mice and Men, you know Lenny and Mice and Men. It's like a whole movie based around Lenny from My- of Mice and Men. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Do I know? Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, so that's I think that's a good good way to do it. Yeah, that works. Um, He's a farm hand. Yeah, so he is grappling with with that along with just being wa- washed up in general. So, uh. He talks to Kirk Lazarus about that. Um, do you want to jump in here? Um,
1: yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Where were we in the plot? Uh, the director's been blown up. Now they're all in the
0: jungle. Ben Stiller's right, trying right, to be the leader. Right, right, right.
1: So there's already some, like, some of the characters, specifically Kirk Lazarus, is, like, starting to second-guess whether or not it's real. and. They're, like, trekking through the jungle, and also Danny McBride and Nick Nolte's character. Nick Nolte being the veteran sure. that Ben Stiller is playing in the movie, within the movie. Um, there's, like, a side plot of them starting to realize that something's wrong because they're not responding on the radio, etc. So they go to check it out. They get kidnapped by the same, um, like, drug runner like, drug farmer, whatever you want to call them. The Golden golden Triangle criminals that are in the jungle shooting at uh, Ben Stiller and his team, who all, he specifically is certain that it's still the movie. They're kind of on the fence. Kind of culminates as they're, like, trekking through the forest in a big argument between Kirk Lazarus and Tug Speedman about whether or not it's real. And they all decide to turn around except Tug Speedman so Ben Stiller's character, he's like, I'm going to go out and finish the movie by myself without you. And he trudges <laughs> off into the jungle and they all decide to turn around. Um, after, I don't know, some amount of time, Ben Stiller ends up getting caught. But here's the thing. it They're given, specifically Ben Stiller's character, Tug Steven, is given a packet of... All of the different scenes that they're supposed to sh- like act out, and all of the events that are happening to them are literally the scenes in the packet <laughs> in order. So he gets <laughs> captured, like, and he's like, he's like, oh, scene fourteen, captured and taken to POW camp, yeah. right on
0: schedule. <laughs> also, when they're like, I think this is probably when he realizes, but afterwards they've captured him, they're torturing him, and they're like they keep dunking him in the water, and he's like. Yeah. Damien Cut! Damien Cut! Yeah. Every time he comes out of the water. Um, yeah. Just a, I don't know, it's a classic gag. That um, is good. But yeah, so then at the same time, uh, the yeah. other part of the squad is trying to deal with Jack Black's heroin addiction. He's becoming like. He's
1: <laughs> going through withdrawals because <laughs> of that stole the black glass.
0: Yeah. He's like trying to do the the heroin in secret, and Jay Bursch's character comes up to. Him. He's like, "Hey, man, what you doing?" Or something. I don't know. And he's like, "Well, nothing." Man, jelly beans, and like drops. It. You're saying a bat comes in and takes it, or I thought he just yeah, drops yeah. it. He, he does spill some
1: in okay, yeah. that scene, but he a bat also steals it afterwards.
0: Yeah.
1: um Yeah. No. He's like, the-. Jay Burchill <laughs> asks for jelly and he's like, "He's like, hell no." You're the, you're the only one who, like, gets upset when he can't eat his jelly beans.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so we should also mention that at the same time, parallel to this, we're getting the executive side. Uh, I know we mm-hmm. mentioned Les Grossman, but, like, also Ben Stiller's manager, uh, played True. by Matthew McConaughey, who is also a little confused because at the beginning of the movie, he was, Ben Stiller was like, he was like, so they set up the Tivo. Ben Stiller's like no actually they didn't but that anyway that's not the point whatever it just kind of seemed like a one-off joke but then Matthew McConaughey gets under the impression from what little information he has from the calls from Ben Stiller that he thinks that he's still talking about the TiVo so he thinks the movie is still going on and Ben Stiller just doesn't have TiVo again this is also by the way TiVo 2008 moment
1: yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, my aunt still uses TiVo really yeah, she, Tivo's like, like why I don't know what the fuck people watch on live television. I don't think I even ever fully understood what Tivo was. I think it's a lit. I old, do. My knowledge of Tivo is fundamentally rooted in the line from the B movie where Barry's like talking to Vanessa while they're walking to the grocery store, and he's like, "So Tivo, you can just pause live TV." <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, you don't have anything like that?" And he's like, "Oh, well, we have hybo. It's oh, okay. a disease. A horrible, horrible disease." I don't remember that line. That's pretty funny actually. Yeah. Um but yeah, so it's essentially I think you can like pause record when someone tivos some when someone something. It's like recording, recording it. it so you can
0: just watch so, it later, like So yeah, I this. think it's just like that was the first cable box to have that feature obviously right you know two years after that everything you know no matter what provider had that feature but I guess first it was TiVo so it's like oh I need to get TiVo so you can record live TV okay yeah that makes sense um but anyway he doesn't think he's getting TiVo so he storms over to Les Grossman's office who obviously played hilariously by Tom Cruise Tom Cruise is evidently uh very close very close with ben stiller in real life one of ben stiller's biggest first gigs was doing a uh mtv parody this is when mission impossible 2 came out which i think was 2006 let me just double check 2000 my bad so this is in the year 2000 mission impossible 2 just came out and they did a, a parody of it for MTV where Ben Stiller played Tom Cruise's stunned double. who's was sure. like fucking insane. Uh, no, have you seen this? We, yeah. You haven't... About this. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's hilarious. Everyone should check it out. It's great. Um, So, but anyway, I guess from that point forward, from what I've read and seen in interviews and stuff, Tom Cruise and Ben Stiller, I've, they've always wanted to like work on a movie together. So this was like, the moment for that to happen obviously created one of I think the number one most thing I still see about Tropic Thunder is Les Grossman. Um his dance. The dance. It's hilarious. (laughs) I still like some like gross
1: prosthetics. that Make like his hands like bloated and like like, the way that he
0: moves in the prosthetics is so like entrancing. Like (laughs) (laughs) he has like
1: a (laughs) fake ass that's
0: huge. Yeah. Honestly, like, it definitely must take skill to be able to dance in that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, dude,
0: it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I, <laughs> no, 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 You got a plan. He's um, got a plan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so that's also happening parallel to this. And when Matthew McConaughey goes to the office and is like, I better get him TiVo right now, Jack, or oh. something. Um, that's my Matthew McConaughey impression. Um, uh, TiVo.
1: We have TiVo in the claws. <laughs> true. Um, that, that's real life Matthew McConaughey doing it, not the character.
0: <laughs> Thank God you didn't say, all right, all right, all right. I had to, would have had to boot you. Um, have you seen those
1: Matthew McConaughey Lincoln commercials? Yeah. Dude, they're
0: so good. They're have funny. you seen the Jim Carrey Perry? I have not, no. Iconic. In like, this was probably maybe like 2012 tier. Take era but there was like a probably one of the few funny modern day SNL skits it was like Jim Carrey was on the show and he just did like a four minute long parody of that where he's just mm. anyway we should watch it it's great people should check it out Um, but it's at this point that they realize when trying to call Ben Stiller again that he's been captured by actual terrorists Uh Matthew McConaughey is obviously like we gotta get him out of there uh, Les Grossman is like, We'll make a lot more money if we don't and f- get the insurance claim. And then Matthew McConaughey is like, No, you can't do that. And Les Grossman is like, uh, Do you like this format? <laughs> um, what does he tell him? Fucking, he's like, uh, the G- he's, char- G- he's essentially.
1: Yeah. 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 He's like, Listen, you'll get a private airplane and a lot of money if you let him die. The so and then he United starts he's dancing. A, uh, yeah, he starts dancing <laughs> to hone in his Also Bill Hader
0: is his assistant.
1: Yeah, true. who is like, a weird accent in the movie.
2: Yeah.
0: It's like, doing a voice. But, yeah. Um, but that's also the last time we see Matthew McConaughey until the end of the movie. No, like no. The there's another
1: end. scene later that's, like, no. a, a short, silent <laughs> clip of him, like, looking at a picture of oh, yeah. him, like, hugging Ben Stiller, because they've been <laughs> friends for 15 years. And then he, like, looks over his other hand, and it's, like, a private aircraft <laughs> oh, made, yeah. like
0: magazine for, like, private aircraft. Yeah, you know? yeah, I remember that, because also in the corner of his, this seems to be his house, there's, like, a simple Jack animated <laughs> cutout. Like, cut like, <laughs> yeah. Very funny.
1: Like the Globo um, gym cutout. out. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) We're better than you. And we know it.
0: So the other crew of people kind of have a heart to heart and they collectively decide to go back and save Ben Stiller's character. Um, I think there are some funny bits. This is obviously generalizing a good bit of the movie but there are some funny bits where Jack Black's on withdrawals. He's like you gotta, you gotta leave me tied up, please. Don't, don't tie me. No matter what I say, please. Because, because obviously they're going to a heroin farm. Um, True. Also, you have the reveal that Al Pacino is gay, uh, which is obviously comedic relative to the fact of how macho he acts, um, which is comment anyway. on rappers. True. Um, and then there's Kirk Lazarus is kind of starting to, cause he's being called out obviously by Al Pacino. Uh, so you kind of get the start of that arc. What's going to lead to the climax of the movie, uh, where he's questioning the integrity of his actions. Um, but yeah, so they go back to save Ben Stiller and, uh, based on the, they, they plan a rescue attempt based on the script um. So Kirk Lazar impersonates a, a farmer because he's like, I learned Chinese for this other movie I did. Yeah.
1: Another. <laughs> um, he's talking about how he worked at like a Chinese textile sweatshop. Like, yeah. yeah a, a, a textile factory for like eight months or something yeah. to like prepare for his role. <laughs> so he he knows Mandarin, which also is I think one of the funniest scenes in the movie is him speaking Mandarin to these. True. Because, like, some of the lines are, like, incomprehensible gibberish where he's using the wrong words, and some of them are, like, they make sense, but they're worded so, like, yeah, comedically. It reminds me of, like, that meme format from, like, ninth grade, if you remember, where memes were, like, verbose, where it was just, like, the whole comedic effect of something was that instead of, like, saying something normally it was drawn out using, like, fucking every single word has been, like, thesaurist to be, like, the most complex way you could possibly say it. And that's what it kind of seems like. The way he's, like, he's, like, using these sentences to just be, like, get across simple points, but they're said very, like, almost poetically or, like, abstractly, where you're like, yeah, I guess that makes
0: sense, but no one would say that. Yeah, like, in my glorious rice farm, my brother's, Expedient, gifted, like yeah. I know. I think I know what you mean. Um, he's like, I found this foreign devil. This yeah. <laughs> for you. I want to look at
1: the because there's a few hilarious examples from that that I thought were very funny.
0: True. Um, and then during this scene, also, uh, he's obviously like pretending to be a rice farmer, so he's like covered head to toe. He has a straw hat on. Um, Jack Black is there too, not helping. As he's going through withdrawals, just like keeps yelling things, and then Robert Downey Jr. just like spanks him multiple times, shut <laughs> him true. up. Um, any luck with the lines there?
1: Um, hilariously, they are not included on the scriptorama transcript.
0: Wow, that's that's weird.
1: So it's just like speaks just, Chinese. <laughs> like, no, it's not even mentioned, it's just Jack Black's interjections where he's like, ow, ow! The straps <laughs> are too tight! Ow, you're whipping me!
0: That's hilarious. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so... Oh, we should also mention, before they do this whole plan, we see that the... Oh, excuse me. The Flaming Dragon people, by the way, that's the name of their gang, the Flaming Dragon. Uh... They recognize him, Ben Stiller, from Simple Jack. And they're like, "You're Simple Jack." And they all like bow. You're Simple Jack. We love Simple Jack. And the one guy's like, "You should have been nominated." <laughs> <laughs> it's true. His face, like, yeah, thanks. And I really, he has a little line where he's like, "Yeah, no, it's just it, it, would, it would be an honor. It was an honor to be. It would be an honor to to be nominated." And the guy's like, "Oh, you were nominated." He's like, "No, no, I'm just saying that." To be nominate nominated would, would be such an honor. <laughs> it's a funny little movie. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um So then they force him to every night I guess give him give them a rent a live rendition of Simple Jack. Um which obviously is enough to break his mind and by the time that they go in to rescue him, he's like First of all, he, he's claiming that this one Chinese kid is his son. Give <laughs> him like, my son gave me this. True. I don't remember the son's name, but anyway, he's like acting crazy, talking about how he doesn't want to go this home. This little twig, buddy. <laughs> he's like, I get a standing ovation every <laughs> night. I am home. Or something. A standing, like that. A, a standing room only audience. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> standing room only audience every night. I am home. Um, and then it's kind of like a, a good parallel there because it's like in Kirk Lazarus, like trying to get Ben Stiller to leave and come home and break out of his trance at the same time, you get the climax of the Kirk Lazarus character. True. Uh, realizing that what he's doing is insensitive and terrible and not helpful as an actor. Um at the same time, and then he obviously wipes it off. He's Australian again. Um
1: Where am I? Arthur O'Malley.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, he's a whole. He's a whole thing. A yeah. Whole, a little, yeah, um,
1: I couldn't find it on any script online, so I'm actually gonna have to go through myself. Wow, that's a sad part.
0: All right. Well, then at this, I'll just keep going. I guess. Um Jack Black has a little face off with the leader of the gang. Um, slams him into the room with all the heroin and then he has his little moment where he rejects doing the heroin uh, what true. else I think that's, a, that's about it for the whole he, action Yeah,
1: he incapacitates two like armed guards by shoving heroin in their face
0: true yeah Um, and then they have to get to the helicopter that Danny McBride is in uh, and they've rigged the bridge to explode um, funny moment where Ben Stiller's like all those people I have to go back because they're they're my family I understand these people runs over the bridge obviously we hear gunshots he comes racing back he's like I was wrong the kid we claimed was his son is like stabbing him in the neck True. To- and one of, and obviously one of the funniest moments is he tosses the kid acro- over the fucking bridge um, runs into the helicopter uh, and then then Matthew McConaughey appears (laughs) running through the forest (laughs) running through the forest, dirty as fuck he's like, I got the TiVo! I got the TiVo as the helicopter is like taking off and the leader of the gang is pointing an RPG at the helicopter throws the TiVo box up the RPG hits the T-vote, and it absorbs the blast, saving uh, the gang in the helicopter. And Which
1: is a direct parallel to, in the actual fake movie they were trying to film, uh, the real Four Leaf, who, by the way, I don't remember if you mentioned this or not, has been revealed to have been a fraud and not actually done anything.
2: Yeah, I forgot
1: Yeah, know, But... In the in the movie script they were initially supposed to film, Ben Stiller's character, Tug Speedman's character, Four Leaf, dives in front of a grenade and blows his hands up to prevent it from blowing up a helicopter. So now in this scenario, it's the t instead of his hands blowing up the rocket instead of the grenade to save the helicopter.
0: Very good point. Um, but yeah, so we then cut to we see Ben Stiller Looking out at all the destruction, cut, zoom out. It's the Oscar nomination screen. We're at the Oscars. He's nominated for Best Actor in Tropic Thunder. Oh, no, Tropic Blunder. Uh, I don't know what the caption is. Justin said it before, but it's like the most expensive uh, is fake.
1: The, yeah, most expensive fake true... You no, know, like fake real war movie, war story movie, something like that. Yeah, it's
0: pretty good. Then we get to the end of the film. Uh, Les Grossman and Bill Hader lamenting their win. Um, they have a little moment together. It's funny. Bill Hader walks out of the room. Ben Stiller, Uh, ben Stiller, uh Tom Cruise gets up, turns on the uh, music, Ludacris, Get Back. And dances, and then the credits roll as he dances. And that True. is Tropic Thunder. Bensler beat um,
1: <laughs> Toe McGuire and John Voight. And, True. Uh, and Tom Hanks and Sean Penn. Those are the other contestants.
0: Yep. So, that was the plot of Tropic Thunder. And yeah, it was extensive. Yeah. As we always do. And again, if you guys don't like this format, please feel free to let us know. But, uh... It's
1: called the true story behind the making of the most expensive fake true war story ever. <laughs>
0: it's hilarious. So, was this your first watch or a rewatch of Tropic Thunder? It's like my fifth
1: fucking watch, dude. I've watched this shit since I was a little kid.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So... How do you feel this, this stacks up with, with a... Because, you know, this is often quoted as one of the greatest comedies, modern comedies at least. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. I think it was uh, pretty least, good. Yeah.
1: Not, like, I wouldn't say greatest comedy tier. It was really think, good, though. I do think it is really good. And maybe it is just because I've watched it so many times. I feel like it's easy to forget how creative a lot of the content in the movie is
2: true
0: um no question is how are we going to rank it that is the question
1: i <sighs> um, might give it a seven
0: i'm thinking seven as well i know we already have a lot but <laughs>
1: seven is on par with night at the museum two and Along Came Polly and Cable Guy for me. For you, it's Along Came Polly, Heartbreak Kid, Night Museum 2, and Meet the Fockers.
0: That that feels about right. I don't have to, like, distinguish them during the summary of Stiller, but that, that feels right to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Alright, 7-7. Seven, seven. Nice. This is simple. True. The um,
0: watch. Did you know that Owen Wilson was originally supposed to be playing Matthew McConaughey's role? I did not. That's but pretty funny, he, though. he this is real. This is not a joke. He attempted suicide, and because of that, just separately, obviously, Ben Stiller gave the role to Matthew McConaughey so that Owen could relax.
2: Hmm.
0: i never ever knew that.
2: I did not know that either.
0: Um, but yeah, are there any final thoughts on Tropic Thunder?
1: Hmm. I guess him and Ben so that is and Jay Baruchel are, are buddies cuz he was also in the museum too. True. As Joey Motorola in the in the also yeah,
0: uh, the the one post or... the post credit scene. Yeah, yeah where he finds the iPhone um, hey but yeah, Ma,
1: no. I'm, I'm taking apart the iPhone <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah no Tropic Thunder really good and yeah, I think like this is going to be a pretty brief episode because of how I think these are very straightforward or at least Tropic Thunder is pretty straightforward as far as the public discourse goes about it the watch will be more interesting. Um, Smoke and mirrors, guys! Welcome to the movie factory!
1: True. True. Early after Steve Coogan gets blown up and <laughs> licking the gore dripping out of his disembodied head.
0: And Steve Coogan also in Night like, of the Museum movies. True. As Jedediah. Not Jedediah. It's so not
2: true. Jedediah. Octavius. 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 Um. Jedediah dies.
0: Infinite Range. <laughs> the fucking. <laughs> we thought that when he was he was gonna infiltrate the White House. <laughs>
1: <laughs> True. That would
0: have been good. awesome. The um, mama Steve Coogan scene that we desperately. God, I wish. Um. All right, so yeah, we can get to the watch now. All right, all right, all Here's right. the thing. I don't think a lot of people are aware of the watch in general true for it for the cast
1: it has i'm surprised at how unknown it is because that shit is like unheard of unspoken of
0: the film broke even It has is 68 million dollar budget and gross 68.3 million dollars which is and it had generally negative reviews which is weird why i don't get that i mean i can i don't agree with it but i think i can see why just knowing general criticisms. Uh, we know. live in a society. We live in a society. Um, but yeah, it makes no sense with the cast. I mean, obviously, directed by Akiva Schaefer, one of three of The Lonely Island. Also directed we'll pop star. Reference. Yes, and also directed pop star, the greatest comedy movie of all time. Um, <laughs> candidate. Candidate, candidate. candidate. Um, and uh, yeah, Seth oh, Rogen was also one of the writers with Evan Goldberg, oh, classic duo. On um, that is a classic duo. So super bad. Yep.
1: Um. Hey, you know? Did you ever watch? I think it's called the night
0: before. No, but I see. I remember when it came out. There were so many trailers for it. I saw. I also was like, that was around that the time of Evan Goldberg. I wonder. I do. I kind of want to see that. I don't know. Yeah, I remember three? I
1: watched it like when it came out and I was very disappointed
0: oh really makes sense yeah
1: I mean I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt and you know Evan Goldberg oh and, yeah okay so since written by Evan Goldberg with a bunch of other people of course but him and Seth Rogen are like a classic combo so yeah. you know what I was excited unfortunately <laughs> I mean, granted, I haven't seen it since, like, 2015. Yeah. So I might think it's hilarious now, because I didn't like Wedding Crashers when I watched it in 2015. True. So it might actually be very funny. Could be worth a rewatch. Yeah.
0: Someone's got to talk about these comedy movies, because, and I feel like I've talked, we've talked about this so many times throughout Summer Stiller and probably before, but, like, these movies that we're talking about, The Watch... Even ones that might not be good, like Night Before, or other ones that they've written, like The Interview or Pineapple Express or whatever, like these types of movies, specifically comedy movies, aren't being pushed in theaters as much anymore. True. You know? It was most, such a yeah. huge movement. Yeah. You know like I, the, I don't know if there's a name for those types of movies. Maybe there is. We there just is. don't know. Okay, yeah. Well, um,
1: maybe not the movies, but it's like a whole genre, essentially. Or like, it actually refers to the group of people called the frat pack.
0: Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Have you heard about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like obviously
1: a reference to the rat pack, but specifically named after the movie (laughs) Old School, Todd Phillips, you know, Luke Wilson, Will Ferrell, I think. Yeah. I haven't even seen that, but Ben Stiller is credited as Mm. one of... There's, like, a, a core-defined, like, five or six, like, members of the true frat pack. And then there's, like, like 70, like, associate, like, sub-members. Like, associated directors, associated actors. And it's, like, literally like every fucking comedy movie from this time period is in there, you know? Oh, and every yeah. actor in it. You've got, like, every single person that was in, like, all, like all the Judd Apatow staples, all of the Wes Anderson staples all of, like, the fucking Ben Stiller... Cro- and all of them, like, cross over, and they're all in movies together at some point or another, you know what I mean? You know, Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen, yeah. fucking Danny McBride. You also have, like, Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson, Ben Stiller, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley. It's, like... It's literally, like, a hundred fucking people. It's crazy. And if you, it literally is exactly what we're talking about. It's,
0: like, all these movies. Oh, yeah, I'm just scrolling through, and we've covered, I think, almost all of... Almost all a good chunk of these, like well, a good chunk of, I should say a good chunk of stuff we've covered has fallen into this category. Right, right, right. Um, we have not covered a good chunk of
1: it though. Cause the list no, is like,
0: there's like so many, obviously it's like
1: every comedy movie from like 2000 and
0: off. 1990s, actually.
1: Yeah. This it's so like,
0: Wikipedia includes like cable guy. Like, yeah, no, nah. <laughs> um, which That's makes insane. sense. Um, but yeah, no, like this, this type of movie doesn't exist anymore, really? Like I mean you get to the the bigger picture, which is comedy isn't really a major theatrical push right now. You know what I mean? Um just as a on that level of issues. Like it's just like it's been resorted to like oh like we'll make one and sell it to Netflix or we'll make one and sell it to Amazon. You know what I mean? It's like streaming has right. absorbed it, but it's not like a streaming has absorbed it like oh like I wanna see this comedy movie. I'm gonna watch it on netflix it's like there's no it's just all mediocre you know what i mean it's it's like i don't know it doesn't feel the same as it used to not even just frat pack but like otherwise like what's the last good comedy movie you saw in terms of release date
1: last as in like most recently released that i've seen
0: yes bullet train okay does that count as a comedy movie i haven't action. seen it okay yeah no i'm it's talking about
1: definitely like definitely supposed to be funny like
0: the whole movie is comedy what about like traditional like comedy like it seems like the only thing that's in theaters is like it, there yeah. has to be action attached to it or like you can't put it in you know what i mean i mean have you seen the nice guys yes it kind
1: of struck me as a similar comedy to that True, sure, that's a good point it's like uh, some of the comedy comes from like violence you know what i mean Violence yeah. is one of the four pillars of comedy, obviously. I mean, this one obviously is way more over the top and violence-centric compared to The Nice Guys. But I don't know. Traditional yeah. comedy as in like, well, what does it even mean though, you know? Well, like, I just mean like... like the- Tropic Thunder has yeah. also got action. There. There's like gunfights
0: What about like, like that. Something we've covered, let's say like something about Mary. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, like a rom com meet the parents. So, yeah, I guess those are rom coms. I guess maybe that's what I'm talking about. Rom coms are okay. But frat pack
1: movies, I guess, are just some of them specifically like old school or like not that I like it, but Step Brothers. You know, they're just like just comedy. There's nothing else in it, right? True, There's man. no like maybe there is a fucking sliver of romance randomly,
0: but like, yeah, I mean, that's emotional through line but um
1: yeah Yeah, fair enough i don't watch a lot of like movies that are just coming out though so i don't yeah i mean bullet train was a uh convenient example because it's also like the only contemporary movie i've seen (laughs) you know what i mean like i do want to see that look don't tell evan i said this but i thought it was fucking hilarious
0: I'm assuming, uh, obviously, from what you just said, but Evan didn't like it. (laughs) I don't think he watched it, but we were in theaters.
1: Oh, okay. Again, also an action comedy, but we saw everything everywhere all at once. And when we saw that in theaters, we saw the trailer for Bullet Train, which obviously came out. like
0: I've seen the trailer. It looks
1: great. For Bullet Train. yeah, Yeah, I thought it looked insane. In theaters, I was like, dude, first of all, love Brad Pitt. Second of all... Just looks like a fun, goofy little movie, you know, good yeah. time. And Evan like looked over, it. like I didn't, re- I didn't reacted to it yet. And he looks over, and he's like, like did some like hilarious Evan like criticism <laughs> of it, which I thought was funny in its own right. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like, now I know not to ask you to come with me when I see <laughs> it.
0: Yeah. No. Um. Famously, both in person and this have it on the podcast, but like, there are movies like we'll talk about or like. That are coming out soon or like have just come out where we're like oh like that was pretty good or like this looks pretty good and like evan if it has just come out evan's like yeah no i read the plot for that on wikipedia and it's, it's kind of sucked i'm like <laughs> he told me he told me dude this is maybe out of a out of an ocean
1: of unrelatability to evan's media consumption it's maybe fine. the least the least i i say that lightheartedly mostly joking because him and i have musically, very drastic different tastes, which we come to heads come to head about, heads whatever the fuck it is. Point is, we disagree on music a lot and we disagree on movies a lot as well. Not as much but still. The most unrelatable thing I can't even fathom the lifestyle that he must lead in this regard he says he actively seeks out spoilers and thinks movies are better once they've been spoiled. What does that that mean? That's 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 nonsense.
0: Yeah, no, he he he. Think I think he's told what he told me was like he finds it. I don't want to. Okay, I don't know this part. This might be an indirect quote, but like more interesting, I guess, to like have the spoiler and then see how it's done, or maybe not more interesting, yes, but like yes, equally so interesting. Right, yeah, yeah. Like it's like yeah, like it doesn't matter if you hear spoilers because you get to see how it's done. And I, I obviously inherently disagree with that, but. <laughs> See, okay, part of it that I can appreciate is that he's
1: obviously very into, like, film theory in terms of, like, how movies are made, the thought processes that go into how movies are yeah. made and, like, the scenes. I mean, he's in he's the one who should run. have a
0: podcast, not me. Yeah. Right, except it
1: probably would be a lot more technical and more esoteric in terms of wanting to listen to it. If you want to hear him, like, talk about, like, how they, like, invert the colors on, like, some specific scene in Onibaba from, like, 1962 <laughs> or whatever. Sure. Point is... Dude. Okay, I can appreciate that you like to see how the movie's made. Yeah. yeah maybe, that is, maybe that is the fundamental difference, is that I obviously am watching it for the experience of watching it for, like...
0: Right, like, you want to be surprised. Like, you want I, to be... I want
1: to... Yeah. I'm, I'm watching it for the, like, story. Not, like... And if it's something I... I if I'm interested in, like, the behind the scenes... And I'm not just talking about like special features on the DVD behind the scenes, but like actually how it was made, like analyzing that shit. I'll rewatch it. I'll like focus on that shit when I'm rewatching it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not something where I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going into fucking bullet train, wanting it (laughs) to be spoiled so I can see how they do it. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. It doesn't Uh, make sense
1: to me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think, I don't know, we live in a a turbulent time in pop culture where it's like you have a side of people who like will ingest anything that's given to them. That's the reason we're in the position we are with, for example, comedy movies and why they're only on streaming, right? Like people got used to like only wanting action centered slash superhero movies in theaters, um, movies, which I love, but I mean, I think it's a pretty clear truth that that's the case. Um, people who will ingest anything and then you have the other side where it's like the film bros where I think obviously Evan who's our friend falls into where it's like people who will pick apart everything will discount anything before even giving like there's no chance given it's just like oh this is coming out well it's this type of genre or it's from this company so it must be trash and it must be for children so I'm going to read the Wikipedia plot slash I don't care about this don't talk to me about this you know what I mean depending on who you talk to um yeah I don't know it's an it's a very interesting phenomena I guess that comes with having uh, such a massive amount of content pumped into our culture
1: yeah I guess dude <laughs>
2: yeah! Rick. The thing I love most in the world.
1: I just want to mention.
0: Soundbite. Yeah, that was the only other one I could find that was not like didn't sound like it was coming out of a potato. Um, <laughs> but they didn't remind me that we didn't talk about that in *Tropic Thunder*. The panda scene where he's being attacked by an animal. True, he kills. And you him. don't see what it is. Find. It's a panda, and it cuts to the photo of him in the magazine holding the baby panda. True.
1: Also, the implication there, I guess, is that, okay, so Jay Burchell, who in the movie had, went to the acting boot camp before this, he's the only actor who did, to Mm -hmm. prepare for, like, the role as a Vietnam soldier, determined, based on his math skills I guess that based on the duration of the helicopter flight to drop them in the forest that they were somewhere outside of Vietnam even though that's where they were supposed to be they determined he was probably in like Laos or like Myanmar is what he says mm-hmm. apparently yeah. they're in China a very tiny, tiny tiny little sliver of land in like central China which is the only place on earth you're going to find pandas in the wild True, because that's the only explanation as to why there'd be a panda there. Also, there's no bamboo in sight, and bam- pandas exclusively live in bamboo dense forests. Just oh. kind of a
0: you heard that Ben Stiller.
1: Kind of an okay Ben Stiller moment. <laughs>
0: I'll
1: give I'll give you a pass though because it was a good movie.
0: Just been corrected by at our sustainable oceans. <laughs> jesus or sorry isn't, isn't it sustainable <laughs> hour or
1: sustainable <laughs> yeah, it, is. it is sustainable hour dude, that's a name never, i i'd never hear again
0: you gotta reactivate <laughs> that account so funny
1: i simply just need to
0: log into it and use it
1: you Tell should him, like, post on it
0: dude you should i think that'd be a funny funny uh progression um That would be fun. Yeah, but guys, check out at Sustainable Hour on Twitter. Check out MET3090. What's the code? I don't know. The fucking. I don't know. Not not, not how to pirate. How pirates pirate movies.
1: Okay, it's (laughs) not how to pirate. How internet pirates illegally download content. True. It's not a tutorial, okay? It's a documentary.
0: Yeah, if if there was, it's like it's the same thing. If there was a documentary on drugs, and they showed exactly what ingredients and how to make like <laughs> meth, like this is just a documentary about meth, okay? This is yeah, not okay. in the instructions. Listen,
1: I had to do research. Not like I knew how to do it going through this.
0: All right, can we can we get to the watch, bro? Right. Sorry, <laughs> let's get to the let's get to the watch. Do you want to take that? I mean, this is like you have extensive notes on this.
1: I literally, notes are just direct quotes that I thought were funny, but there are a lot of them. This movie is an interesting one. It's, as we started to get into, forged on incredible cast. You know, you've got Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn, Jonah Hill, Richard Ayoade as, like, the main four central characters. Uh, You know, like, side characters. You've got Bill... um, Will Forte
0: as... No, Bill Hader. As... Hader. Why did I say Bill Hader? Yeah, Will Forte. Yeah.
1: Will that's Forte the as a police chief or whatever. Just like some cop that's in the area. The point the plot of the movie, Ben Stiller, very fastidious young man who... It's a classic Ben Stiller role. No, it is. It's like the Tower Heist <laughs> character where he's like super serious and like dead focused on like getting stuff done. It's almost exactly so the strict... Tower Heist character. It is exactly the Tower Heist character. He's a, very smart about default.
2: that
1: yeah he plays like the straight man in the movie essentially yeah yeah no he plays a good straight man and he's like starts a bunch of clubs he it starts with a pretty funny um what's it called (laughs) like a a satire of like the the american white middle class like neighborhood suburban guy that's like i have i have black friends and like that's literally (laughs) what he says he's like no no he's I'm like, I have, on like it. <laughs> I have an asian friend i have two hispanic friends and i don't have any black friends yet but i'm working on it yeah and it's like him like saying hi to like the mailman or some shit <laughs> yeah. it's very uh on the nose yes very tongue in cheek which might be the opposite of on the nose anyway <laughs> um he works at costco as a manager also another classic satire on the same white middle class guy who's like I started working as, like, a shelver at Costco, and then 15 years of hard work later, I'm, like, floor manager, and he's, like, saying it as if it's like this huge accomplishment that his life has culminated in. Anyway. He has the unfortunate uh, luck or lack thereof to witness, or I guess not witness, but to encounter his one of his close friends, one of his Hispanic friends, actually being murdered by an unknown attacker at Costco overnight. He comes to the the realization that the neighborhood desperately needs a neighborhood watch because under the jurisdiction of Will Forte's character, clearly there's some sort of, you know, some sort of force to handle crime that is not there that needs to be. So he forms a neighborhood watch, hence the name of the movie. And nobody shows up to the meeting except Vince Vaughn, Jonah Hill, and Richard Ayawadi, who are all very caricaturesque. Yes. Vince Vaughn is like the the dude's dude. He's like the cool, funny, like man
0: cave guy. Estonian kind of, you know? Yes.
1: Yeah. Will, or, uh Jonah Hill is like
0: <laughs> he's <laughs> like
1: a he's like a what's what are they called like a proud boy kind of
0: yeah well it's like he, you, I think everyone knows like there's always that one kid in high school you know who like is super into the military and right, like right, right. wears cargo pants you know what I mean like that sort of thing
1: he's like Malcolm Moniz if he was more like oh, there
0: you go. I was trying not to say it but, <laughs> but
1: Malcolm <laughs> Moniz is chill so it's like yeah. exactly I'm saying he's like in terms of the military aspect of being aesthetically into the military. Yeah. But Jonah Hill's character
0: is nothing like Malcolm. Oh, no, yeah. No, when I first saw him, I was like, hey, it's kind of like Malcolm. And then he choked a child. And I was like, that's not like Malcolm. Did he? <laughs> yeah, at, at the, at the, when Bensler does his speech at the game. Oh, yeah, dude, that was the kids, hilarious. The kids are laughing. Oh, he's yeah. just, he's sitting there, like, with a knife. And then he looks over at them laughing. And then you yeah. cut, and his hand just comes in. He's like staring at the kid. Yeah. While um, he's
1: not always talking, or some shit like that.
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: In his classic Hill delivery. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, go he's ahead. like the. But he's very aggressive. He's very like. Got rejected from the police academy, so he like wants to be like a fucking.
0: <laughs> he vigilante. failed the physical <laughs> tests. He failed the mental tests. Yeah, you know, yeah. The psychological. He failed the
1: written test. <laughs> the psychological. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very good, very good. For sure, is like, kind of, like, his classic, like, nerdy character. But on top of that, also throwing in, like, a, a frat pack, like, raunchy humor side. I think it's a good combo, honestly. It's a I good. It's,
0: it's a nice... It's a little spice to his normal character. Exactly. Also, yeah. when he when he gets there, you get the return of the joke you mentioned, where he's... And so there's like... You're the black. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, he's, like, I didn't expect... I didn't expect someone like you to show up. You're actually... I couldn't, I couldn't have planned for a better person to show up. That is so funny. Richard dude, his, Richard Iwani's, like voice is so good for the character. As well. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I have this fantasy
1: of an Asian housewife <laughs> who thanks me for helping her and then proceeds to suck my balls. <laughs> dude, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Anyway, um, they go out. Well, first Vince Vaughn is like, dude, they have like this hilarious scene where Vince Vaughn is like, oh, we need to, we should go check out my man cave in my basement. Because it's, it's like, it's got beer. It's got a fridge and a fucking <laughs> table and shit. Yeah. And Jonah Hill, I believe Jonah Hill is like, oh, it sounds a fuck lot better than this. No offense. Because yeah. like in Ben's there's a living room. It's pretty good. Pretty good. So they go there. They're hanging out. I don't think... Oh, they're all, like, ignoring Ben Stewart because he's, like... His classic character, he has, like, a fucking, like, graph on like, <laughs> an easel that he's, like, trying to read them. Yeah. And they're all just, like, trying to hang out and, like, listen to music and shit. We get this funny scene where Vince Vaughn's daughter comes in the garage and asks if she can go hang out and he's, like, screaming at her. <laughs> just, like... Not, and she's, like... It's, like, the, kind of, like, the opposite of the normal stereotype in a movie where the teen is, like, really moody and doesn't listen to reason. Complete opposite, because she's, like, the high school girl. She's like, Dad, can I go to my friend's house? And he's, like, literally just, like, screaming for no <laughs> yeah. reason. like, "It's like, fuck no. And she's like, Dad, I'm trying to talk to you like an adult. I want to have a serious conversation. And he, like, is, like, childishly, like, interrupting her and, like, shouting at her.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's also funny. in the middle of him telling Ben Stiller, he's like, so, why don't you have kids? Something. Like <laughs> that's he's like, my angel. That's my daughter. Yeah, he's like, you gotta have a kid. So like, it was the best thing you could, you could do for your life. And then she comes and he starts yelling at her yeah um, no it's very it's good, good timing yeah the daughter sorry go, go on go on i was go gonna on. say the daughter she'll might recognize uh she's in now in the boys have you seen the boys tv show it's a good you, you would like that i think it's great she's uh one of the main characters but yeah i was surprised to see her there but anyway yeah sorry go ahead um you're saying ben stiller or something
1: oh he goes he goes home because they're not paying attention to him True. And there's also a subplot that's referenced in, like, four or five scenes in the movie where Ben Stiller's trying to have a kid with his wife. But he's True. very clearly not making the time he needs to to be fucking her. And he's constantly, like, leaving when she's, like, trying to have sex with him or some shit. Anyway. He's also <laughs> sterile. Yeah, but that's not revealed yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, sorry. I she know doesn't you. know that.
1: She doesn't know yeah, that. Yeah, she, she doesn't know, she thinks she doesn't she
0: doesn't know her that.
1: She she's a child. Yeah. Um... So yeah, some shit happens. He goes home. I think some other stuff might happen. Maybe point is the next night or the next day they like they're like hanging out outside or like they meet up for their like their first like real like meeting or some shit. And Vince Vaughn has prepared them jackets with like this like logo on the back that's, like, Ben Stiller had already drawn up a logo, which is, like, an eye with wings like looking over the neighborhood, and Ben Stiller, yeah. or, uh, Vince Vaughn has replaced the eye with, like, a flaming tiger, and yeah. Ben Stiller is like, I, I don't, I don't get it, what's the, like, what's, what are we, a duop group? And, and Vince Vaughn has, like, this hilarious line where he's, like, first of all, duop groups were known for closing ass, which, <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, music was their hobby, closing ass was their job, which I've literally never in my life heard that terminology. Uh, yeah, me neither. Of, I didn't even know what it meant at first, but through context, it is made evident that closing ass means getting laid. And yeah. I also heard it, again, in Wedding Crashers used by Vince Vaughn, so maybe really? he invented this fucking term, because I swear I've never yeah. heard it before.
0: It's just a term he uses, and obviously both films include improv, so he just happened to improv twice. Right, yeah. Don't anyway. know, it's funny. They go
1: on patrol for their first night. Their whole goal is to catch whoever killed Ben Stiller's uh, co-worker from Costco, who's the night guard. Yep. And throughout the movie, we can kind of tell they all think they're buddies and they all mostly are friends except Ben Stiller's kind of like, he's not really in, in it for the friendship and his friendships kind of seem very superficial. For example, the first scene where he Interacts with his coworker from Costco. He, like, his coworker just became a U.S. citizen. He just passed the test. And he shows off this, like, tattoo he got in celebration. And Ben Stiller, supposed to be his friend, he's like, Oh, yeah, I'm so happy for you. But hide that tattoo because it's not company policy. It's like, yeah. this guy's kind of an asshole. Clearly, not actually, like, a good friend to any of these people. You know, he's just kind of there. Um,. They go out on patrol. They're staking out Costco in the parking lot to try and see the killer because, you know, that's all they can think to do. So they're all in the car. They're just chilling in the parking lot. It's the four of them. There's some good back and forth going on. Vince Vaughn, like, crack open some beers and Ben Stiller's like, open container. And Vince Vaughn's <laughs> like, it's not a big deal. The car's not moving. And then, um, Will Forte pulls up in a car next to them as the, in the cop car and he's like, hey, uh, what you, what you guys doing is the big bad neighborhood watch he's essentially mocking them obviously yeah. no one takes neighborhood watches seriously in real life either True. um they're like oh we're staking out Costco cause that's you know the killer always returns to the scene of the crime and Will Forte which becomes like a running joke throughout the movie is like yeah and you're back you know making some kind <laughs> yeah. of indication that he thinks Ben Stiller is the killer which comes up pretty frequently anyway Will Forte, like, makes fun of them for a while and then writes him a ticket for open container, which is pretty funny because also it would literally realistically <laughs> have been impossible for him to have seen the booze because <laughs> yeah. they, like, hit it before the car was even anywhere put it, near Put it right down,
0: Put it in between your knees
1: or something. Yeah, yeah, it is a good scene there. And um, they get their first call. Someone calls him to come to, like, the track at, like, the neighborhood, like, high school or some shit. They show up yeah. and get egged by a group of teenagers <laughs> who are making fun of them. Hilarious. You know, they don't – no one takes a neighborhood watch seriously. Again, further reinforcing that. They chase down and Bensor of tackles the ringleader of this group of kids who's some, like, little dickhead. And <laughs> they take him into this police station to penalize him for egging them. And there's a very funny interaction where they're, like, telling Will Forte, who's, like, in charge there. They're like, oh, this kid was egging us. And Will Forte's like, wow, we're going to we're gonna put him behind bars. And they go through this whole scene. <clears throat> they leave. And the kid's like, you're not going to do anything with me, right? And Will Forte's like, no, of course not. And the kid goes, he's like, well, can I get a ride home? And Will Forte, <laughs> who's confiscated his skateboard, or Ben Stiller confiscated the kid's skateboard, yes. and then gave it to Will Forte. Will Forte has it. And the kid's like, can I get a ride home? And Forte's just like, fuck no. And just throws the skateboard <laughs> across the room. It was very yeah. funny. Yeah. Anyway, kid ends up leaving. And then we see some shadow of something that looks not like an alien, some kind of beast or something. Mm-hmm. Or not like a human, rather. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> don't do that. We don't want yeah. to spoil it, you know what I mean? <laughs> <clears throat> um... Something's chasing him. We see its shadow. It's running on the rooftop, like jumping across the roof. So clearly, some crazy shit's going on. And it's implied the kid gets killed. I think it, like, shows him get killed off screen or something and escape. They also mention him, it later. Yes, it, they do mention it later when Will Forte accuses Ben Still killing him. Yeah. Um. So they're like, the guys are like partying. They're all singing Taking Care of Business. No, it's yeah. not Taking Care of Business. It's the other um, Bach Maternal Overdrive song. It's always on One of 7.9.
0: Um, oh, oh, um, fucking, they never name uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 uh, it's, uh,
1: yeah, what is it? Just haven't, no, no, um.
0: That's gonna bother me.
1: Um, no, it literally is, I need, I, I need, like, feel yeah. it to my tongue. It's, um.
0: You see something?
1: You ain't seen nothing yet, that's what it is. Oh, yeah, you
0: ain't seen, yeah, 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 that's it. Good So tell. they're
1: saying that they're all celebrating their first, like, successful mission as their night watch. We saw there's a sickening thud as they hit something in the road, and we're like, we're we're gifted this beautiful scene where everyone in the car is freaking out. That everyone's talking at the same time, but overshadowing all of it is Jonah Hill like loudly and like very emotionally. He's like, "Was that a kid? Did you just hit a kid?" And he like, he's like keeps going on about it, and he's like, "Oh." Oh, you're in a lot of trouble. You're, you you could get 15 years in prison. And then immediately Ben Stiller starts like, freaking out because he was driving. And then John Hill goes back and he's like, no, no, don't worry about that. That's not what's important. <laughs> it's very good. They get out of the car to find some weird green slime on in the grill of Ben Stiller's car. And a weird tentacle. Yeah, there's a little chunk of tentacle hanging out of it, which leads them to all speculate what they could have possibly hit which they call they, someone suggests it's octopus and Richard Iowati picks up the tentacle and he's like, yep, that's octopus. Fresh one. It's so good, dude. They're like, oh, it, it, it's clear what's happened. Ben, you said it earlier. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, know. like
0: um, uh, Vince Vaughn's like, all right, it's clear what's happened. Uh, Derek, is that his name? Is it Derek? Who's it's it? Derek. Evan for some reason. Oh, sorry. So Maybe I don't is it? Okay. I'm gonna look it up. Um, go on, go on. So he's like, it's very clear here what happened. Uh, Ben Stiller. <laughs> I'm just gonna say Ben Stiller. Ben it, Stiller is, it is Evan. Okay, Evan. Evan accidentally, obviously, accidentally <clears throat> hit a crate of octopus that fell off a truck that was heading to a local sushi restaurant. <laughs> and then they, like a, 30 seconds later, I don't know how they got to this part, but then he's like, okay, he says the same way. He's like, okay, it's clear what happened. And then obviously accidentally hit a Japanese man who had eaten sushi. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a Japanese man who was eating an octopus. I'm oh, sorry, yeah, eating an octopus. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. yeah, it's so good.
1: And... And then you have the slime. Yeah, yeah, you had that, that hilarious slime that I didn't even remember until you said it.
0: Yeah, no, it's um, Jonah Hill's. <laughs> but so there's like, look at, this, look at this green stuff. This is the same... Uh, I saw the same green stuff near the body of Guzman, the character, the guy from the beginning of the movie, right, his right. friend Guzman. And instantly, the t- again, I said this before we were talking about this, but like the timing is so perfect. Like this joke, like again, on paper would really, <laughs> I feel like could might not really work, but it's done really well. It's like same one near the body, and then Jonah Hill is instantly like, <laughs> Jonah Hill is instantly like. Had he just won a Kids' Choice Awards, and then like starts to explain that he's like, yeah, like he got slime, like you get slime you get a kid's. I don't know, it's very funny. Um, little yeah, no, that's good. It's also like we said.
1: Um, oh, there's we were talking about this briefly before we started. There's another Nickelodeon Green Slime Kids' Choice <laughs> Awards reference in *Tropic Thunder*. Which, not only two Ben Stiller movies, but also coincidentally the same two we're doing in one episode already. Kind of interesting. True. Um, it also, goes to show how amazing and immaculate our planning was when we designed the schedule for the summer of Stiller. That's a good point. Yeah, Ben Stiller's talking to J.B. Rochelle shortly after... Um, this is in Tropic Thunder. I'm explaining the reference. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: Robert Jenny Jr.'s character essentially convinces J.B. Rochelle to side with him in terms of it's not a movie that's just really happening and then immediately after ben ben stiller goes up and he tries to convince him it is a movie it's like the exact opposite and he's like you know i'm really glad you're like you're like working on this with us. i really see a kid's choice award awards <laughs> yeah. in the future for this you're, you'll get slime and everything
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and also i remember now Jonah hill when he's talking about the slime the kid's choice thing he's like hey, you have to do something really significant with like kids Film to do that to to get that award. It's very really funny. That improv. This is a classic Ben Stiller improv fest, where it yeah, seems like a majority of this had to have been improv. I also read a review where there someone was talking, and they're like, "I guess that's why some people don't like this movie is because there's so much improv that's like chopped up within it." I guess it just comes down to like taste. all the
1: dialogue is very fast paced, like just little back and forths.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like there's a very. The person, the review I read was like talking about that and talking about how, again, it's just everyone looks at it differently, but like most of the dialogue in this movie, like you said, is like based. Sorry, most of the comedy in this movie is based in the dialogue and like banter, which is because of the improv. Whereas they said like it would have been more. I guess they find more value in comedy that's done through physical things too which is a little bit in the movie like you have (laughs) Jonah Jonah Hill with his knife you know you have the third act with against the aliens sort of thing with their dicks exploding but spoiler kid sorry censored right there anyway go ahead
1: right so they're all discussing um what's happened with this tentacle and green goo oh there's a hilarious they like touch it and I think (laughs) taste it also and they're like going on about how every single aspect of it is cum-like. They're like, it feels <laughs> like cum, smells like cum, some shit like that. They're yeah. like, there's like a very good, like very quick off like Vince Vaughn reaction where he's just like, they're all like, yeah, it's like cum, it's like cum. Like he's like touching it to see for himself. And he's like, it's very cum-like. It's it's just like a good little quick delivery. Yeah, yeah. He's like blast, his mind is blown that it is very cum-like. Anyway, it's in front of this old guy's house, a farmhouse, because they're in, like, rural Ohio, essentially. And the guy, they find this weird orb that's like looks kind of like a metal bowling ball in this guy's easement right right near the car crash. And the guy comes out of the house, and he's like, Get off my fucking property! <laughs> and he calls Ben Stiller sweet lips. And you can see Jonah Hill, like, look at Vince Vaughn, and he's like, <laughs> he like confusedly like mouths sweet lips as if he yeah. is pretty good pretty good and they once get chased off the property with a shotgun but not before stealing the metal ball secretly they end up going to a scrap yard or like no it's just some like farmyard with like yeah. a tractor and shit to like test out what the metal ball is and they end up sticking their fingers in it and it shoots at a laser that blows shit up so that, like this can see some joker ass <laughs> technology we've just found and they all think it's like the CIA or something. Yeah. And how does it progress from there? Um I believe they uh well They want to go back to the farmhouse and talk to that guy to do something, but I don't know. Well, he calls
0: the but- he calls someone and is like, Are you guys on my roof? Remember this?
1: No, yeah, I know, but there's a reason. Because remember, there was a the whole scene where they're talking about Jonah Hill seducing him as a distraction.
0: No, yeah, yeah, you're right. Know, why <laughs> wow. would they? Why? I can't remember why they were trying to distract him. To get inside his house for some reason. Yeah, yeah but. I think they thought that he was involved with it because, like, why would it be in his yard? He must be involved in it. You have Maybe. to get inside there and get intel.
1: Right. Yeah, I think it was to get intel. There's like this hilarious back and forth where they're all like throwing on the idea of Jonah Hill, like going in there to like seduce this old man to like as a distraction.
0: And I just want to say the funniest part of that for me was like you expect Ben Stiller to play the straight man through that because he has. True. And (laughs) he's like, he's like, like, yeah, that actually would work. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's hilarious.
1: Yeah. There's a bit of a turn there. Um, I just want to find it,
0: because that shit was so good. Yeah, but, uh, uh, yeah, case in point, they go back there later. The guy calls them. He's like, are you guys on my fucking roof? And they're like, no, sir, we aren't. We got to go. And they assemble the watch, go to the house, and find the alien there. Um, Ben Stiller does. He has a funny scene where he's like trying to communicate with it by looking in its eyes. And offers it some sure. gum. Um, it's like
1: Jack Black with the candy bar in King Kong. True, that's what it reminded me of.
0: <laughs> um, Alien obviously comes out. It is evil. We yeah. like see the guy. The old guy's dead. Um, yeah. Then actually, this part made sense. Obviously, well, I guess we don't want to spoil it, but Ben Stiller hits him in the head with a gnome, which. They think kills it but actually just knocks it out um, they bring it back to the man cave True. and have a montage where they're partying with it take photos it's, also it's like
1: a fun. photo shoot which was also pretty funny which one,
0: of, one of the photos will probably have to be the cover half the cover for this episode right True. I mean I don't know what yeah, else it's good.
1: Uh, dude I just thought it was so funny when they were like trying they were coming up with the idea for Jonah Hill to seduce him and Vince Vaughn's like oh, put a wig on him he'll go in there you know? And yeah. Joan Hill's like, I am not. <laughs> he's like, I'm not willing to go past second base with this guy, but if it comes down to it, I will. Which is like.
0: The classic. <laughs> and then Vince Vaughn says so something like, Vince Vaughn, just like Vince Vaughn, like, you're going to get fucked in the ass or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> the worst case scenario, he wants to dance to, to some oldies. No, he's your like, best case scenario, <laughs> dance to some oldies. Worst case, you get fucked in the ass. <laughs> it's so good. It's just
0: sure. a great scene. I don't know if we skipped over it or it happens after this, but. There is the, uh, Vince Vaughn's daughter party scene. Oh, split that's, up? that's
1: that's later. That's later. Okay, sorry. Yeah. But there's a scene that actually pre uh, like, say preludes it, but also on the pre- Facebook sets it up. It sets it up. Yeah, where he checks his daughter's Facebook and sees a video <laughs> of her making out with some tool,
0: and he goes what? into her room. I hope you said the line. I think you're gonna say. <laughs> so funny.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I know it's the same line. Yeah, I mean,
0: you must be, because it was my favorite. I, like, I wrote that. That's one thing I actually wrote down in my phone. It
1: is genuinely hilarious. You know, yeah. dude,
0: you have to know, and I'm sure everyone
1: watching does, Vince Vaughn's delivery, where he just, like, says shit, like, fast-paced. He's a modern-day fast-talker. He's up there yes. with Eddie Murphy. You know, Shia LaBeouf <laughs> at one point was in the running. True. They're fast talkers. I'm they, sure they if you look at the backside of those
0: DVDs with Vince Vaughn, they're going to say fast talking X.
1: Fast talking uh, Repo Man becomes Santa Claus's brother. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like exactly. the same thing. He's he's always a fast talker. He's like fast talking. He's like, yeah, I, was, I was on your Facebook. So what? Yeah. What's up with this? What, what was his name? I need this kid had a name. I
0: will it was, look it up. Because there's no way I remember. Um, there's no.
1: It's not super necessary. Henry's but. the watch characters. No, Jason. It was Jason. It was Jason. Okay, there you go. He's like, "What's up with this? What's up up with this Jason character? What's up? What's up with this boy toy? What's his Toy Story?" (laughs) Dude, I lost it.
2: Yeah, his delivery
0: is is impeccable. It's come to tell you, Vince
1: Vaughn might have some of the best line delivery of like comedy history. It's it's awesome.
0: (laughs) Who's this boy toy? What's his Toy Story? Yeah, <laughs> That's okay. a Toy Story, so good. And then she's like, "Dad, just get out of my
1: room." And he's like, "Okay, okay." But and then he sees like, it's a classic thing I've seen before. Like high school girls will have true. like yeah. a collage of like pictures on their. Wall. Even college girls, yeah. True, that's so true. And his delivery is what makes it so funny. He's, like, walking, he's, like, and hey, what's with this? What's with this collage? Yeah. He has, like, this long, drawn-out, like... <laughs> he's in genuine disbelief. <laughs> Very good. It's to show the relationship and to set up... The, the relationship between him and his daughter and to set up her relationship with this boy toy. Which comes into play later. Not his, toy story, his toy story does, in fact, come to play later. It does. We do get to know, we know it. We get his toy story. <laughs> and... Shortly after that, actually, that scene I think happened before they went to the old man's house and found the alien and took the photo shoot with it. I think that was before Yeah, that. I think and so. Also, before yeah. that, there's a kind of a bonding scene be- between Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller where they're Ooh, on a park bench. On in a the bench.
0: That's when they get the call. Yeah, you're right. It's right before they go to oh, the old man's right. house. It's, that's yeah. where they get
1: the call. Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn are hanging out on a bench just talking. And that's where it's revealed Ben Stiller's infertile. And. Ben Stiller <laughs> is, like, talking about how, you know, he's afraid to tell his wife. And Vince Vaughn's like, why are you afraid? She married you, not your dead jizz. Which is that was so good. That's such a... His bluntness, too. Very funny. True. He also... Ben Stiller's, like, dancing around saying the word penis. He's like, you know, my... Uh, you know, the... down, And Vince Vaughn's like, you're what? The prick? Just say Come prick. Up. Yeah. It's good. He's very... crass you know he's an uncle buck type character oh yeah and so yeah everything we just said they um, before the scene you were referencing which is also a great scene very funny actually but before that they realize oh shit true I totally forgot about the big reveal right true no no, that isn't yet. Okay. So um how, okay, how did they find out? It was after they killed the alien.
0: So they they killed the alien, they bring the alien back, it gains consciousness and escapes. During the photo shoot. And photo it attacks
1: shoot. them it attacks them in the man cave, destroys the man cave. And then yes. they have it like pinned or some shit. They somehow overpower it and it like says to them in English we are already among you. And then like. True. grabs the metal ball and runs over. Runs and then,
0: that's when Ben Stiller realizes. He's like, my creepy neighbor. Who we've seen like two scenes of. Yeah, his creepy neighbor's like
1: looking at his window and like always talking about.
0: Oh, How fit he skin. is. Yeah. Hit, hit human specimen. I
1: mean. Yeah, yeah. So this,
0: He must be an alien.
1: Yeah. They, oh, also the body of Guzman. Ben Stiller's friend who was killed at the beginning of the movie was found skinned. So they're like, oh, <laughs> they're among us. He was skinned. They wear our skin. They look like us. We don't know who's an alien. So there's this funny ass scene where they're at Costco the next day at like a a fake display of like a campsite, and they're like sitting in the camp chairs with the fucking fire burning, and they're like in the campsite, and they're like, oh, we haven't slept, and we we don't know who to trust. It could be anyone. It could be those people. And it's like a montage of them like literally just making fun of like customers at Costco saying that they're aliens because of how they're behaving, and. To go back to one of my favorite Ben Stiller lines of all time from Little Fockers, where he says he played a little algae algae type water plant or some <laughs> yeah. shit like that. We can go back and find the line at some point. But he has
0: like Clear. a little algae type algae seaweed algae seaweed type creature or something like that. <laughs> yeah,
1: he had some little, He had a very similarly delivered line in this movie that I thought was funny, where they're like, "Look at these Magic people! Beans. Oh, look at that lady!" It's kind of like yeah. Which means, yeah. He's like, look at this old lady. And it's her picking up like a grapefruit. And he's like, he's like doing an impression of her. He's like, oh, what's, what's this little weird circle human fruit? It's pretty funny. <laughs> like, like, it's like,
0: yeah, I, I forgot about that. Yeah.
1: Like what an alien would be thinking. And fucking Jonah Hill, I think, is like, he's like, look at this little asshole.
0: And it just, just was fun. like a fucking... Was it Vince Vaughn? Yeah, so it's like he looks into the little kid no, 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 eating not... ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's oh. like a
1: fucking child. Yeah, it's like a child yeah. eating ice cream. Like, look at this yeah,
0: asshole. Look at this little asshole. So primitive, <laughs> so messy, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, so that's and then they reassemble to go scope out we this see neighbor the neighbors'
1: house in Costco buying magnums,
0: true, buy and Magnum, they're like condoms. And there's like yells.
1: There's no way your dick's that big. <laughs> and and the kid just like greens like strikes a troll face <laughs> and walks away
0: yeah um then they go to stake out the neighbor's house something weird's going on there because oh he's having no no the neighbor's in costco and he's like oh evan um i'm having a party he invites him to a party right it's like just yeah he's like i'm having a
1: a meeting a get-together in my basement Some There'll be a lot of interesting characters there <laughs> Yeah. And so they're like he walks away and everyone and Ben sort of like He's the alien. He's the alien. He's the alien. We have to go and check it out. So they all Oh, they race back to his house where they walk in on his wife spread eagle on the dining room table. <laughs> Jonah Hill sees everything. The little famously, one saw everything. Yeah, that little weird one. Or that, yeah, yeah, the little one saw everything. Which is such a good line on his wife's behalf and Ben is like, I can't fuck you right now. I have to go stake out something that I can't tell you about because it's a secret because there's aliens are real Morty and they all run out and his wife's like, cool, my husband sucks, I guess, and they're all sneaking into in the hedges in the fucking bushes near his neighbor's yard and they see him greet the door to some strangers and take them inside and they're like trying to be quiet and obviously they're all really loud as shit and Vince Vaughn gets a phone call from from his daughter saying she's like, going to a party that yeah. the parents aren't going to be home. And he said she can't go, but she says she's going to go anyway. So he's like, we got to go. We got to go. And Evan, Ben Star's character, is like, we can't. This is too important. These, this is like the the fate of the world rests on – is like, it, you know, this, this is literally the fate of the world. It doesn't matter that your daughter's going to a party. And there's kind of a schism in the group where <clears> – <throat> Um, Vince Vaughn's like, "Listen, you stay here. You do this. This is too important. I gotta go." and You know what? You know what? We work. We already have such good. We, we work so well together. Uh Jonah Hill, Franklin. That's his character. He said, like, "Franklin, you're coming with me." And like, before even finishes, Jonah Hill has like this hilarious line where he's like, "He's like, I'm so fucking far ahead of you. It's not even funny." And he's like already <laughs> walking away like towards the car. And so they leave. Ben is furious because he's like, "The watch is falling apart. I'm fastidious, and everyone's not listening to my rules." But Richard I Richard Iwati stays with him. And they're, like, looking through the window because they hear, like, screams coming from this guy's basement. And they're like, fuck, it's the alien nest. And then suddenly they get jump-scared by the neighbor who's behind them, who silently approached. And he's like, why don't you come inside? And he's, like, leading them into the basement. And they're like, this is it. We're going to die. Turns out, they reveal Morty. They open the doors to the basement, and it's a sex dungeon. And there's, like, a 50% orgy,
0: orgy going on in this guy's basement. And um But still so like we gotta get out of here, man. Come on. And then Richard Iotti's <laughs> Oh he's a provision house. Yes. Housewife. Yeah. Who asks to suck his balls and he's like, I'm gonna see this one out. <laughs> something yeah. Like that,
1: right? yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm gonna see how this plays out. Yeah. Yeah. We get a tiny cameo of also the Lonely Island, of three of them dropping oh each other off in a circle.
0: Little fucking Talking Lonely Island surge.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, Spencer leaves, and is that when he walks in on his wife having wine with a friend, complaining about how he doesn't have sex with her? Yeah. He yeah, when he that? runs
0: home and he's cause he and he tells her that he's fertile, yeah, infertile, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then um. <laughs>
1: Also I remember the I not remember but I saw that the actual line Vince Bond says about the kid isn't look at this asshole, it's look at this little piece of
0: shit <laughs> Which is even better, I think. That's funny. So then um Richard Yodi is back, he knocks at the door, Ben Stiller is like, having a moment with my wife. Can we not do this right now? He's like, It's important, you're gonna wanna hear this and then they all meet back up and he cuts his hand open. Also his wife is not part of the watch. Cuts yeah, stand open. Green blood. Green blood. And Vince Vaughn is there and he's like, It's come like, it's
1: come like. He's like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alien? <laughs> like,
0: yeah. They find out Richard I. What? he is an alien. He's been there the whole
1: time, apparently.
0: And then he explains to them that he, uh, the alien's plan is to come to Earth, send up a transmitter that will bring in the alien armada and they'll destroy Earth and whatever. Here's but, he, a but he, yeah. I'm sorry. Continue. Continue. I was gonna say, but he like said that he learned the the value of human life and culture or something, so that's why he's telling them, and that's why he's in the watch. Anyway, yeah. True. So he's like, get out of here while you can. You have there's hours before the world's gonna blow up. Yeah. Or the not the world's gonna blow up, but the aliens are coming. Get out of here. <laughs> he also tells him the
1: the signal that the aliens are gonna send to like call in the mothership is located at Costco. Yes and what's your question um, oh yeah it's is there any direct line that states he's always an alien or is it up to the viewer to determine whether or not he became an alien within the time frame of the movie and he was a human when he first was
0: introduced as a character that's interesting i don't know actually i feel like you're led to believe that he's been an alien the whole time right of course because there's a moment I didn't mention before because it was a spoiler but when they first see the alien Ben Stiller and him the alien just like is staring at Richard Ayotte instead of eating him. True, Which shows now I mean looking back like okay something was off there he knew that he smelled like he was an alien or something. Had you seen this movie before? No. Oh. Right.
2: Yeah. So I guess you're right. Good point.
1: Um I can't. I can't, grab I can't find it. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, he reveals he's an alien. And, runs away. and they're like, fuck, oh, we can't just. do that just hurt. <laughs> I just kicked something and it. it didn't hurt. Damn. Anyway, they're like, we can't just, like, sit down and let the world be destroyed. You know, we gotta do something about it. So they head off for Costco with Benster's wife, who's now part of the crew.
0: Um, we get guns from Jonah Hill's house first. Yes, he lives with his mom, and there's a scene where he like, is like really rude to get her the and fuck like,
1: fuck out of my her. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after they leave, he like whispers to her. He's like, "I'm sorry, mom. I just wanted to be
0: cool big for my man. friends. Yeah, yeah. want to be a big man in front of my friends.
1: Yeah, it was very, <laughs> <laughs> it was very Jonah Hill with him to say the least.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, they go to Costco. They there's an alien. Oh, they call the cops on the way to Costco and they're like, ben Stiller's like hey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and Ben Stiller's like there's a, he's gonna say that there's aliens, but he knows the cops won't believe him. So instead Jonah Hill like takes the phone and he's like Ben Stiller did it, he killed Guzman, he's mm. gonna be at Costco or something like that. Yeah, yeah he's us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Obviously we know Wolf Forte thinks it's Ben Stiller so the whole time. So they're at Costco. They're inside, there's an alien. That is like leads them to a grate in the floor and they're about to go after it when Will Forte and his partner show up and make a big scene and they're like look there's aliens there's aliens and he's like yeah right you're under arrest Spencer and then his partner gets killed by an alien and then he's like holy shit aliens are real <clears throat> and they have like a fight and he gets shot or something doesn't he? Who? Will Forte? He gets like stabbed or something. Oh,
0: he. Well, first his partner gets blown out. Did you say that already? His
1: partner gets killed because the alien like shoved its arm through his yeah, chest. Yeah, and he like tries to put the
0: arm, his heart back in his chest. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, no, he gets shot. Who did he get
1: shot by? That's what I'm saying. I but I have a memory. I feel like it
0: was thrown. Shot. I don't know. Something happens. He's injured. Yeah. Um. So they leave him. With the wife,
1: behind, with the wife, while they go into the grate to try and uh, find the alien signal to stop us
0: Yeah, and then Vince Vaughn takes on his daughter's uh, boyfriend or not boyfriend, love interest. He get he just gets who happens? Okay, yeah. he gets thrown. Vince Vaughn fights the guy who tried to have sex with his daughter, who turns out to be an alien.
1: We totally forgot to cover the actual party scene when Vince Vaughn runs oh. away with Jonah Hill. They, like, go to the party, and it's, like, a high school party, <laughs> and, like, the boy toy is, like, trying to pressure Vince Vaughn's daughter into sex when she's clearly not into it. She, she says no, no at,
0: towards the end, she literally is, like, no, and he's, like, yeah, yeah, one. and then, before it progresses anymore, Vince Vaughn and Jonah Hill come in. In a time. Uh, he's, like, man, you guys ruined it, and, like, he tries to, like, walk away. Um, yeah. Yeah, Vince and, Vaughn, uh, yeah,
1: you you can explain this. You also had a good uh, one, True. a good quote
0: from Jennifer. <laughs> should I just play? Should I just play the voice message? <laughs> It'd be funny. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, guy tries to walk away. Kid tries to walk away. They're like, he's like, "Hey, get back here, fuckhead!" They're in the middle of the party now, and he, the kid, like, instantly throws Vince Vaughn through a glass door, which is also a sign that he's an alien early on. True. Um, it's like a feat of human. Fucking yeah! And then Jonah Jonah Hill like pulls out his knife, and he just like he like smiles and just walks past Jonah Hill. Obviously, um, then the kid goes away, and then Jonah Hill is there, and everyone in the party is looking at Jonah Hill. He says, "This. That's right. That just happened. You don't tell your friends about this. You don't tell your parents about this. You put it in your dream journal. You put it under your pillow." lock
1: it up <laughs> yeah that was pretty good
0: yeah I said that immediately after I rewatched that clip so which is why it was so perfectly uh, quoted but yeah so yeah. that happened earlier in the movie we forgot to mention <clears throat> true
1: so yeah he's fighting the boy toy and he's like I can do this myself so uh uh, Jonah Hill and Ben Stiller's character are now on their own. They have to go <clears throat> they find the transmitter which is the metal ball and Ben Stiller climbs up it and he's like, there's like, there's fucking aliens there that are like fighting and they're like they have to defend it and they're like, what do we do? Shooting him's not working. And then suddenly the balls start exploding. And we're like, holy shit, what's happening? Richard Ayoade shows up with a fucking shotgun and he's like guys, I'm on your side again. <laughs> The the fucking The weakness is the is weakness the is the penis. penis. Or the yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um like oh Dicks. and then yeah. <clears throat> so they tell Vince Vaughn the weakness is the dick, right as he's like being like fucking cursed by the boy toy. Yeah. So he reaches up and he rips the guy's dick off and he wins the fight. And then he shows up and they're fighting like hordes of aliens. Yeah,
0: so he's like mad to my ass or something. Yeah.
1: Didn't even need two hands <laughs> yeah. to rip yeah. it off. Sorry, yeah. So, yeah, they unplug the transmitter before it's too late, and they're running from like hundreds of aliens. They crawl up the ladder out in the grate where they first crawled in, and to block the aliens, or at least buy them a few seconds, they push a refrigerator over the grate so the aliens can't crawl up it. They run out the store. They're in the parking lot with Fensler's wife and Will Forte, and um, essentially, it's. Oh, there's actually there's a pretty. ah, I don't remember how this fucking happened. Maybe you can maybe you can remind me the specifics behind it. But at some somehow they like rig the entire Costco to explode, and that's their like their their hail mary, you know their victory is concluded when oh oh of course they don't bring it to explode. i'm retarded they fucking take the orb that they put their fingers in and that shoots a laser and they shoot costco and it involves the entire store and then the entire store explodes and right before it blows up Ben so has this funny ass line where he whispers it's like <laughs> oh my god it's so good it's also it's like so quintessential ben so i say that about like all this fucking line it's so good He, like, is about to blow it up, and he's just, Goodbye, sweet child of mine. (laughs) And then the fucking building blows up. It's, like, out of nowhere.
2: Yeah, no, it's so
1: good. (laughs) Great.
2: Oh, my God. And
1: it blows up. They're, like, it's, like, raining fire. Oh, they're also closer to the store than his wife and Will Forte, who are out in the distance. And they see it blow up, and it looks like they're all eaten by the explosion as well. But then they walk out of the fire like badasses, you know? And it's, like, Will Forte's, like...
0: Well, Forte's like are they dead he's like talking to the wife who's like peeking above the cover yeah. of the cop car he's like are they he can't see because he's injured he's lying on the ground he's like i'm so sorry you lost your husband it's okay you'll move on you'll find yeah. someone else and then he's like starting to trail off as the smoke is clearing and he's like actually i'm single just <laughs> yeah, just yeah, up, like, trails away and then they come out of the the dust it's great yeah
1: um yeah. He's hilarious. We can get into a Will Forte conversation after True. this. True. Fucking but... fall fall of Forte next year? <clears throat> Dude. <laughs> next year, more like have we entered <laughs> fall yet? I don't know. After the summer is over. Not well, is, well, I guess there's no Anyway. Um <laughs> Fall of Forte. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Anyway, um they come back and the, like, police are arriving, and one of the last scenes is Vince Vaughn's, like, talking to the guys. He's like, you know, in all that, like, debris, there's, there might be some knickknacks we can we can go. There might be some knickknacks. And, like, as he's talking, Jonah Hill, like, because it's clearly on fire. He, like, pulls up his fucking collar over his mouth like a fucking fire shield. He's like, yeah. he's like don't even finish it. And, like, starts walking off yeah. screen as we, as he's, like, leaving already. And he's Vince Vaughn starts walking away, and Vince is like, "You know that all the stuff's insured." It's, and Vince Vaughn just like he's like, "Yeah, just get a couple of knickknacks for the," and just like trails <laughs> off. He just like walks away. It's so good. It's so good. And That's like the end of the
0: movie. I think. Was well, you get a l- small little montage after of like their life afterwards. So Will Forte's new partner is now Jonah Hill, who's in the police force now. Um, Vince Vaughn. I don't actually remember what Vince Vaughn does. I don't know. His daughter's chill. Something with his daughter. Oh, yeah, eh? yeah. His daughter has like a new boyfriend. He's like, oh, yeah, scared, she's going to. Like scared of him. The uh, kid's like, is it true yeah. your dad ripped your last boyfriend's dick off? She's like, yeah. And she's like, yep. And he's and like, all right, we'll be back by midnight. And the kid's like, uh, actually, sir, I was thinking ten thirty. If that's okay with you. And he's like, are well, you <laughs> sucking my cock for it, kid? And he trying to be a suck up, motherfucker, yeah, pussy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's the Vitzvon. Fucking.
1: He was very vulgar in that movie. I yeah, think. he was. He was. <clears throat> yeah, Ben Stiller finally has a black friend. Maybe I don't remember what his montage was.
0: I think he's just back to normal, sort of. Well, no, he, oh, but it's he has him friend with his
1: wife, like having sex with his wife. True, and then he's like when they adopted a child. Yeah, yeah. And then Richard Iwadi's fucking (laughs) montage scene is him going back to the orgy, (laughs) which is hilarious. Yeah, he's like a he's a fucking grandfathered into the he's a seasoned orgy Mm -hmm. clientele. All in all, pretty good. Pretty
0: good. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I guess it's because I'm like a uh so I guess the sucker for improv for lack of a better term. Like obviously we talked about how incredible it is in Ninth Museum too in all these other Ben Stiller films. So I feel like I, I feel like I actually this might be a hot take sort of. Not a take but like because huh, it's a fact, but I feel like I laughed out loud at more things in this than Tropic Thunder. Not that this I was like video. not that this was funnier than Tropic Thunder, or that one is funnier than the other. I just feel like the type of comedy in Tropic Thunder overall is more like baked into the scenarios. You know what I mean? Right. When you're just like, you're in a constant state of like, this is funny. This is funny. And then every now and then Jack Black will say something or Ben Stiller will have a funny line. You're like, laugh. Whereas yeah. this, this is like situational and then round of improv and you're laughing. You know what I mean? Um, I think
1: in the end, I do think it's a funnier movie, but Probably just because that is – I think that is like more funny, like that comedy, that kind of like yeah. dialogue-based comedy. Yeah, I would agree. Not ex- Obviously, they can both be funny. I just think – and maybe it's just easy, you know what I mean? It's easy sure. to just like watch this shit and be like, yeah, these are hilarious-ass conversations.
0: Yeah, and it feels more like personal like stuff you when you're joking around with your friends sort of. Exactly, you know. exactly. Yeah. It's
1: like a real – dialogue conversation
0: yep. joke
1: you know it's good it's good it's good which similar similar banter in literally the day after I watched The Watch I watched Wedding Crashers because I was in a Vince Vaughn mood and I just told the deal this earlier before we started the episode I think Vince Vaughn is candidate or not Well, yeah, <laughs> true, but I think The Wedding Crashers is candidate for one of the funniest movies of all time it's so so fucking funny and it's because of the same banter between like him and Owen Wilson and fucking Bradley Cooper Christopher Walken is so good in that movie as well and Rachel McAdams is also very funny it's just a great like perfectly sculpted movie I'm telling
0: you oh yeah I definitely want to rewatch that for a fucking uh v- trying to think of a V word I was over. literally
1: just the vernal <laughs> the ver- <sentence. laughs>
0: Uh, fucking ooh.
1: It's the vernal equinox, right? That's a thing,
0: right? I don't know.
1: Vernal, it means summer.
0: No way. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. March 20th is a vernal equinox. We'll do vernal equinox of uh, Vaughn. No, vernal equinox is a spring
1: equinox, I'm retarded. There you go. But vernal a vernal pool <laughs> is a body of water that Is, you know, seasonal. It doesn't always have water in it, so it can't support fish. So it only has, like, insects and (sighs) amphibians and shit in it.
0: Mm -hmm. We could do something with that, maybe. True. We'll have to look into it. But I think for now, we should finalize by doing the ranking.
1: I agree. The watch. Genuinely, I laughed out loud so much at that movie. So. Dude, I'm giving up. A lot Uh, of the stuff we watched recently, very high.
0: I'm afraid I'm going to have to give another 7, but I'm not sure yet. Interesting.
1: I might give it an 8 or an 8.5, only because I feel bad giving out so many 9s, so willy-nilly even. And I also think, so I guess I can kind of see what your argument was, which was that, the reason people might not like it is because the whole imp- improvisational aspect of it, you know? Yeah. I think I think part of the reason, I, I think the plot line and the story is kind of like mid-tier. Exactly. It's kind of simplistic and kind of also just like... drags uh, it down a little bit. Exactly. So really, the best part is just the dialogue, you know what I mean? I'm which thinking... is, I think, what might set it a tiny bit below something like Zoolander, which was... Hilarious plot and any, hilarious uh, like comedy aspect. Yeah.
0: What did I give uh six or six point fives to?
1: Starsky and Hunch was a six point five, which I think that's pretty low.
0: Yeah, no, whatever. i whatever. Mean, we'll reevaluate that one.
1: Something about okay. Mary also six point five. And a that is it. You didn't give anything a six yet.
0: Okay. Well, I definitely laughed at this as much as something about Mary. I feel like I think like this is way better than something about Mary. Mm. I, I, don't know, it, I know way it, it's way better because I went to good. Mary higher because I felt like it had more like um, influence and like it's sim- symbolic influence sort of thing. Anyway, uh-huh. I would, I'm going for now. I'm gonna give this a six point five. Interesting. It, I, think, I it think it would be it would be a seven ish, but this, the plot was a little, you know. Yeah, I'll give it an eight
1: just because of the sheer volume of. Like That's jokes fair. that I thought were noteworthy. You know what I mean. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So to recap, we both give Drop under Thunder seven, The Watch eight, six point five. Yep. Interesting. Stay tuned for the summary of Stiller, in a couple mm-hmm. of, after the next two episodes, where we go over True. our full ranking and summarize the bonus. It's the bonus,
0: it's the bonus uh, episode of the season, kind exactly. of sort of like a. You know, you get DLC for a game. It's like, that's what the summary of Stiller is going to be. Exactly. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you don't have any other thoughts, I think we've completed. It. Ready? All right. Well, Very nice. well, guys, don't forget to do any number of the things we told you to do at the beginning of this episode. Sure. And keep your eye out on social media. Um, Justin, I have to ask. It's required. Anything you want to plug?
1: Hmm. Um. <clears throat> Not that I can think of. It's fair. I mean Not- we do see you every
0: episode, so <laughs> Yeah.
1: It's like I don't have that many projects gone. Nothing new yet, but just check out King
0: Reef regardless. True. I agree with that. And yeah, so we will catch you guys next episode for the more serious getting a little more serious. We're talking about greenberry we're talking about marywood stories, we're talking about Secret Life of Walter Mitty. True, the series is might, still our episode. True, serious. That might be the uh, title we wanted to be tone master for those who saw Tower Heist. You know what I'm talking about, but it doesn't fit with the S theme, so maybe not. We'll see. Sure, we will see. All right, guys, follow at Filmatic Podcast at the Fish King FX at our Sustainable true. Oceans Sustainable Hour Sustainable Hour <laughs> uh, <laughs> at Justin yeah. Fishler on YouTube met thirty ninety How to Pirate. Um, <laughs> yeah, I check out my school projects. <laughs> yeah, what was the one with uh, Frank Alvarez? The oh, dude, that was from ninth grade. That, <laughs> that was, was STI so awareness. That was hilarious. Not that that topic is hilarious, but of course. Anyway, guys, smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Welcome to the movie factory. Welcome to the movie factory. We'll see you next time. I've been Nabil and he's been Justin. And we'll see you next time on the Summer of Stiller, Key the Summer of Stiller jingle.